Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's celebrate. 
It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. Listen, do you hear? It's getting closer. We have come to visit you in peace, and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Jill! Oh, man. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Wow, that's cool. I'm so happy and grateful that y'all showed up tonight for the world premiere. I said world premiere. It's a world premiere. This is a dream come true. Of Man Leads. Yes, Man Leads Radio is about to take over your airwaves. We're going to get all up in your ear, get all in your brain, and we're going to change you from being unhappy to very happy. We're going to change you from being not so successful in relationships to very successful in relationships. And you know why? Because that's what we're supposed to do. You know, some people are sick and tired of being sick and tired of relationships being in crazy scenarios, you know. So what are we going to do about it? We're going to change it. And tonight we're going to start introducing some new things, some new ideals, oh, man, some new techniques on everybody becoming more happy. Um, A couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, I met a young lady, very sexy, and she said she was an author. And she said, I had a book named Man Leads. And I was like, what? Will you come on my show? I want to talk to you about that. Like, I'm all about men leading, you know, and women following and the benefits. But when I use the word following, people think it's a curse word or women think I'm talking about slavery or something. And she was like, oh, no, just get the book and just, you know. And I was like, okay. So I got the book and I read it and I am in love with it. I'm also upset with myself because I went to New Orleans this weekend and I took it with me and I left it down there. Now, my house get well, the, the, I was a house guest and I left it there and they had read like 40 pages and they are so happy right now that I left the book down there. They're like, well, I think I might mail it to you. And I was like, you might mail it to me. So I won't be able to be doing my quotes like I normally do because I just got back. But guess what? I got the author. I got Ro Cutnew in the building right now. Get your hands together. It's awesome, baby. What's up, baby? Hi. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Oh, man, I'm delicious. Like I said, I'm blessed by the best, too sexy to be stressed and worth my weight in diamonds and gold. I'm going to be your reflection tonight, honey. And I'm weighing in at about <laughs> close to 200. I know you ain't nowhere near 200, but I'm going to still let you put more diamonds on the scale than I put gold. I'm going to put a lot of gold. I'm going to let you put a lot of diamonds. 
So both of us will be at a minimum of about $5 million apiece tonight, okay? All right. All right. I'm loving this. Congratulations. You have been wanting to be, you know, on the radio and do your own thing and speak your own mind. And guess what? You got it. <laughs> this is a dream come true. Yes, 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 yes. And I am ecstatic. You know, like, I'm glad that I can be a part of it, and I appreciate you letting me be a part of what I call history. Like, I don't know if you know, but my degree is in professional history, so I'm always, like, looking for when something, like, when was the first this? Like, when was the first time Martin Luther King did this? When's the first time man flew on an airplane, first went to the moon? And when is the first time Man Leads Radio came on the air? Bam! It's tonight, baby. Woo! It's going to be some big love around here. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> good, 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 good. So um, everybody knows who I am because I talk a lot. I'm Coach Kyir. I'm chilling. And, uh, but Ro is the superstar, and I want Ro because we got a juicy topic tonight. Like people have – Ro called me a couple of days ago, and she was like, Kair, they all over me about something I posted on Instagram. So if you want to check out, you know, Ro on Instagram, you have to follow her. So go to Instagram and type in man leads and follow her, and you'll see. Like, as you scroll through it, you'll be like, oh. And I guess you're kind of developing the love. I say the love-love-hate relationship because there's more people love you for what you said and having the courage to say what you said versus people who disagree with what you're saying, you know. So tonight we're going to talk about it. But, of course, this may be the first night some people have ever came to a Man Leads Radio, and it's your first show. So tell people a little bit about who Ro Kutno is and why she wrote the book Man Leads. All right, how many minutes do I have for this part? Oh, you got all <laughs> night, baby. You got all night. Okay, well, basically, you know, this starts with everybody's parents. Nobody's just born alone, right? So my parents, I am, obviously, I guess everybody can tell from my voice, I am what most people would call a black lady. (laughs) And my father was born on a plantation where there were about 25 servants, from the from the time he was born until he went to college, um, and he has had never once seen a white person until he went to college. So his experiences were very odd for the average black man, and he um, did not experience any sort of racism, but the opposite which was a complete amount of respect from birth until now. um, His family ran that plantation, and the owner was actually a man whose summer home that was who lived in England. And so they just didn't, they just ran and operated this plantation as if they were multimillionaires. And this is my dad's attitude without the money, if you can imagine. So he married, he found a wife who was extremely docile so that he could, you know, continue to be himself. He wasn't attracted to any woman who did not respect 
feeling that he had of respect for himself. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she and my dad had seven children together, and we never once saw our parents argue, not once. Um, my dad was the clear leader of the home. And as I got older, I saw that a lot of families weren't necessarily operating in this way. Um, fast forward to when I turned about 28, I opened up a trilingual school for um, elementary age students in Atlanta. And this school was so forward-thinking. Um, it, all of our students were able to acquire two additional languages, an Asian language and a Latin language. So it, the options were either Spanish, Chinese, and English, or Japanese, French, and English. And I learned over the years some secrets that I still don't give away about how, you know, children acquire multiple languages mm-hmm. at once. And we also learned that through this process, children also um, have a, an extreme affinity to math and science because of the additional languages that they acquired. So this was fascinating. And the fathers of the school were thrilled and extremely appreciative and respectful. But the mothers of the school would come to the school every single day and find problems and look for problems and focus on neg- negativity and cause problems for eight years. And because of the fact that I grew up in a, an extremely non-traditional black family, I couldn't relate. I did not understand what was going on. The last culture that I had to learn, you know, I'm a, culture, I'm a cultural expert. I study Chinese culture, Japanese culture, French culture, African cultures. And one of the last cultures I had to learn was black American culture. And this is what I learned at this school. I had to learn that there was there is an extreme addiction to negativity, especially amongst a lot of women. Now, this goes across the board to uh, white women and black women as well. But with the black women, it seems like there were, there is um, something else that comes through the voice. Not that intentions are different, but what I learned is that a woman's mouth is very, very effective. And I didn't have this problem with the fathers of the school. This came from the mothers of the school. And no matter what I did, I could not please them. I could not please them. It took me eight years to learn that there was nothing I could do to ever please them. You know, when you look for a problem, you will find one or you will create one. (laughs) And the fathers of the school were just silent. They would shake their heads and roll their eyes and sometimes be like, just stop talking to their wives. And when I realized that these women were doing the same things at their homes to their husbands, I knew after eight years that my only choice was to divorce them and close my school, which was very profitable. And I was really saddened by that, but one of my main motivations for writing this book was to write a manual for my students so that they would not have to repeat 
their father's unhappiness or their mother's unhappiness. And it turned into this manual um, that I created based on two years of travel in 16 countries where I interviewed a very specific type of family where the woman was extremely affectionate, openly affectionate to her husband. I'm not referring to sex. I'm referring to touch of the face and the back and the arm. And every woman on earth knows that we are unable to effectively fake affection. We can fake and have sex with someone we don't like, but we cannot fake affection. So if a man is able to receive this type of affection from his wife on a long, within a long-term basis, I knew that that is the type of man that I needed to interview. And he also had to have come from a background of um, the same thing with his parents and his grandparents so that I could record his habits and his wisdom and the style that he loved his family. And out of the thousand men that I interviewed, nearly all of the answers were the same, which is astonishing. And because those answers are the same, me and my research team considered all of what we learned to be nothing but the truth. It can't be the truth. We interview a thousand men and their families, and these answers have to be the same when all, they have to be the truth when all of them are the same. And that's what we have in the book, a very clear written manual on how to love your family, receive love from your family, whether you are a man or a woman, and um, how that, you know, affects the longevity of the family in order to create a strong lineage, not just a marriage or a generation, but a strong lineage. Yeah. So, okay, so here's a question, because some of the some of your some of the naysayers or people who may not agree they say oh you can just get any survey to support whatever your argument is you know you're just you're just wanting to say something so you can you know so but to me to to skew uh, a survey you need a lot of money you know like you need a whole a, a big budget to go around mm-hmm. What do you what do you say to people who say, well, your research you just only went to, you know, you just picked the people that's going to support what you feel. Like, what do you say to those people? Well, I didn't do that. I actually, you know, because of my background in culture and language, I hosted thirteen exchange students from several different countries who lived at my house for a year, and. Several, I've had about 50 teachers over the course of eight years because of the fact that we offered several different languages in our school. And I was able to connect with each of them to find who we would interview. Mm. So, 
So this is where we were able to translate and we're able to, um, you know, find the people to interview. This is through a network that took several years to grow. So it was but a... I'm sorry? So it was it was a very organic thing. It was like, it wasn't like you were just trying to prove a point. This was something that you had already grew for over eight years. Right, right. And I didn't know what the answers would be. For instance, we asked each of our... Um, each of the men that we interviewed, how much time they spend with their wives. Now, the reason I ask time is because I come from a background of how children acquire multiple languages. And I take this approach because it takes 22 hours a week to learn Chinese and 19 hours a week to learn Japanese, et cetera, et cetera. So I took this approach because I know that when it comes to a language, and I consider love to be a language, you need to put a certain amount of time in it in a language to become fluent. So I decided to ask them how much time they spend with their wives without electronics and away from sex. And they didn't know what the answer was, but I was able to log based on their um, response, on their behavior, how much time they spend with their wives, and unknowingly, unknowingly, they were spending 40 hours a week with their wives because that's what their parents did and that's what their grandparents did. And when I didn't know, I asked, why? Why are you guys spending 40 hours a week? Because as far as I can tell, Americans spend about 10 hours a week. You know, I had to go back and see that, but that turned out to be true. And, you know, they didn't know why, but they figure, and several of the people that I interviewed figure that it's because any job worth doing to a human takes about 40 hours a week. They, this is how they, this is how much time they were putting into their relationship. Um, and it, it doesn't mean that 40 hours is a requirement, but it does mean that you do need to have some type of um, number, some type of goal to reach and just, instead of just saying, you know, we're good and not knowing that you're only spending five hours a week with yourself. Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what do you... I want you to tell me now why, or no, yeah, tell me why man leads, needs a radio station and what can people expect from us every week? Like when they come to a man leads radio on Wednesday nights at 11, what can they expect? Okay. Well, the main thing is that the book is written in a manual form. And every single thing written is so that people can easily grasp what um, is required in order to have harmony. But if I were to have add an extreme amount of detail, then it would be hard to remember all of the things that are required. So, And the book would have been like 500 pages long. So instead of doing that, you know, there is so much discussion. We could talk about this 
for years. We could talk about this for years and become better and better at loving our families. So the, the purpose to me is to become a great, great lover of your family. And that requires skill. And if you don't come from such a background, this is not a requirement. It just requires that you learn to create this type, these types of very healthy habits, which are proven internationally, so that your children don't have to learn. It's natural. Mm. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, one of the things that you talk about in the book that I want to set the premise for for tonight's episode, and I want to promise everybody, every Wednesday when you come, like we're already six weeks out with things we got to talk about. We don't have any shortage, and we won't, I doubt we'll be going over anything twice. So make sure you share this on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Take the link, manleadsradio.info. will always be pointed at the show we're doing, like tonight, and then it will be pointing at this show where you can come back and download it for a couple of days. And then on Monday, it will be pointed to the new show that's coming up, okay? So all you got to do is just come to manleadsradio.info to get, like, the new info. So when... So when, um, and I'm just, look, I'm getting service right now, Ro. I just had a beautiful queen just walk in here and bring me some pizza, you know, while I'm doing my show. <laughs> and she's going to give me some sweet pineapple juice right now. Yeah. And I think I just felt my, I think I just felt my testosterone levels go up, you know. And she just touched me, and she just touched me gently on my shoulder and said yes as she went to go get the uh, pineapple juice. And so I'm feeling I'm really feeling really manly. But one of the things that you talked about in the book is women and men interpret things differently. And you said that men interpret respect as love and women don't. Can you talk about that point right there for a second? I would, I would love to talk about this. This is a hugely important topic. Mm-hmm. Women love to believe that men view res- and men and and us are similar and we try to offer men our form well, form of love based on what we want so this is a just ridiculous concept because men view respect as love women do not need the same level of respect as men need. Just We just don't. And here's a very good example. If a woman tells, if, if a woman does something for someone and they give her a simple thank you, we feel that that is good enough. If a man does something and you give him a simple thank you, That's verbal, and men are not verbal, and they need to feel to have more added to a thank you in order to feel appreciated. But women lack the understanding of 
why men need to be appreciated. It goes way over our heads because we don't need the level of appreciation that a man needs because he's doing things solely for the purpose of receiving appreciation. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with this. You know, when you have a devoted animal come to you and try to protect you, you pet it, right? You pet it. There is nothing wrong with this. I call men man creature all the time. Men do not find this to be offensive. Men are like, yeah, I'm happy you understand. (laughs) Women, we have, our men are our beautiful man creatures. We need to pet them. They need petting. They love it. And you cannot tell a dog, thank you. I'm, I'm not saying nothing is wrong with a dog, okay? You cannot verbally express to an animal your level of appreciation. You need to use action and or touch. And... Because we try to verbally communicate to men that we are thankful, it doesn't go to them and it does not make them feel appreciated. Um, But we need to be able to, uh, to have this conversation a lot. This is something that definitely needs to be spoken of a lot. Is there are there any callers? Of course, of course. You know, you come on now. You know they, you know that people are going to be raising their hand, and we're going to get to them because I'm setting everybody up. Because the thing tonight's show is about is the man supposed to be at the head of your dinner table, and is he supposed to be served first? Is your man, because you, you posted, you, you, you posted, this is what you posted. This is what you posted, and this is what, this is what the big to-do is. I just want to make sure I read it straight. It says, when dinner is cooked, man is to be fed first. Man's testosterone mm-hmm. decreases when kids get fed in any way first. To keep mm-hmm. family whole, keep man whole. I had so many females say that. If the man if the man doesn't want the children to eat first, he's weak or he's dumb or he's sad. And then she said, My children eat first all the time. That's what they said. They said the man shouldn't be you know, the children should eat first. A lot of people say that. And right. I know specifically that you meant well, I'll go ahead and let you explain. What did you mean when you say when dinner is cooked, man is to be fed first? It's just, you know, this is a gesture of respect. And at this point, I think even before I describe, I would love to hear from a caller. Can we hear from a caller, please? (laughs) (sighs) I am looking forward to this because I don't even, sometimes I don't even screen them. So, look, if y'all want to call in, 347-205. Nine zero eight nine three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. This is Man Leads Radio. You're listening to the author of Man Leads, Ro Cutno, and Coach Kair. You can go to manleads.com or you can check Coach Kair out at coachkair.com. Please call in three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. 
press one if you want to talk to Road, say something about the book. If you read it or if you haven't read it and you were on the feed and you gotta gotta come on and have something to say, please press one because we want to hear you. All right, first caller from the nine, uh, and also turn your speakers down. Please turn your speakers down. Caller from the nine five four seven eight nine. Your microphone is wide open. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Thanks for joining Man Leads Radio tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, Michael from Chicago. How you doing, Michael? Everything is good, man. How about you? Oh, man, I'm blessed by the best, blessed by the best. What you got for us tonight? So I'm listening to the young lady. First of all, you, you have to know the brothers are digging the name of that title, right? It's about time we got a little love. You know, <laughs> and I, I appreciate the balance, you know. I, I think that... Uh, this is a dream you know, come true. Too much of the focus has been on what women need to do or what men need to do instead of what women need to do as well. We need a little balance, and I appreciate you bringing that to the conversation. My pleasure, brother, my pleasure. But I do have a question. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Gentlemen, is the gentleman still there? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Loud and clear. Okay. I mean, this has to start somewhere. I hear you talking about it takes a little while. In fact, you spoke a little while ago about it taking years that you can go on with this conversation. But when you're involved in a relationship, you have to kind of get down to a, a beginning. So how do you establish the, the leading and the following and, and the role plan, the boundaries? How do you establish all that at the beginning? You don't have years to establish that. That has to be established at the beginning. How do you do that? Now, and let, me, let me get some clarity on your question. Is this for a relationship that you're just entering, or is this like you've been in a relationship for a few years and you want to change it? Well, we're talking about leading, and I'm, I'm down with that. I understand the, the roles, but it has to have a beginning. So when the relationship starts, how are you establishing whether or not the man is even worthy to lead, first of all, and whether or not a man can identify, rather, whether or not a woman is able to follow? How do you identify those individuals before you oh, even get into the relationship? I love that. Ro, can you talk about healthy men, please, and healthy women? Yes. Every man is not healthy enough to properly love a woman and to lead her. But every man is born to be a leader contrary to popular belief. He may just need time to become a leader and and space to become a leader. If now, Ro, you I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh-huh. If a no, I'm saying. In, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We're getting a little, a little interruption. I apologize for cutting you off. I'm not sure how old you are, so I want to make sure we're – time relative when we have this conversation. When you're dealing with older women, you're not going to find them being willing to be patient at 50 years old to try to determine whether or not a man has leadership quality. She's 40, she's 50, she's 60. And when we approach men, when women of a certain age approach men, they don't want to go into a training program. So there has to be some elimination process, I guess is what I'm saying, to establish whether or not these people are even able to play their roles. There is an elimination process, and mm-hmm. I actually do not – Give that away um, because it's given away. <laughs> book. However, I, that. I needed to be clear that a woman, a woman stepping out of a leadership position, is not training her man. A woman, hmm. a woman stepping out of a leading position is giving her man space to step into one. Two people cannot lead in a heterosexual relationship. But are they qualities? Even, even once she moves out, now I have to challenge you on that. Even once she steps back or steps aside, 
she still has to see a demonstration of his ability to lead. And what I'm but saying is, well, a lot of, go ahead, go ahead. Well, here's the thing. There is um, a situation that needs to be considered. Harmony mm-hmm. is trying to be established between man and woman despite personality. Now, if this is a healthy man, if he qualifies as a healthy mm-hmm. man, he will automatically begin to take on leadership when she moves out of that space. Now, I'm going back to my original question because I think you're avoiding me a little bit. Because specifically, and you know people like specifics, Ro. They, a woman wants to know, look, I'm giving this man a shot. And, and a lot, let's be honest, we haven't trained our men to be gentlemen. We haven't necessarily trained our women to be able to identify gentlemen. And, and then I'll move beyond that to some, some other questions that I have, too. I don't want to get stuck on that one thing because <laughs> it's the focus that I have. So let me move on to something else. We can agree to put that on pause for a second. In terms of leading, what are, what are we talking about? Obviously, roles have changed in relationships. The economy has changed. Women don't need men financially as much as they used to. We don't need to go out and kill the animal. She can go to the grocery store. she got alarm on the house. She doesn't need protection necessarily. Mm-hmm. So what purpose do we serve as oh, men serve. Can, I, leader? can I get some of that? Men serve. <laughs> yes, there are these ideas that men don't have any purpose. A lot of men cannot even answer this question, but as what I have learned is that there are so many reasons why men need to lead and why people need a man, why women need a man. One of the most interesting things that I have found is that men become a voucher to to a woman. So if a woman has a man, a man behind her, other mm-hmm. men will respond to her based on the fact that she has a man behind her or protect Before her. we get to that, remember, back to the choice again. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to, to uh, interrupt. Back to the choice again because I think that's where the biggest problems come in. This brother who, um, who's on the phone with us right now said he had a woman bringing him in a slice of pizza, right? So she made a uh-huh. choice to be with him. And I'm wondering if I talk to that woman, and I'm just using this as a hypothetical, if I talk to mm-hmm. that woman and say, what qualities in this man – if she's a good woman and a woman who can identify a good man, what qualities in this man attracted you to even believe he had the ability to lead? And oh, why did you feel a need to have him? Why did you have a need to have him in your life since you are a strong, educated, independent woman? What purpose did he serve for you individually? And I, want and I guess that's an Let me come in here. Call your life. baby and find out if she can answer that one for us for let the me, night. Let, about. Me but let, me, let me come in here. Monroe, and just, I, I guess. Monroe, I, I, let me just finish. I'm, I'll be very brief. I just want to make sure that we're understanding that the biggest problems that we have is not people stepping up or stepping back or stepping to the side once somebody comes. We do that all the time, right? I mean, we give people a chance. We open up our hearts. We do whatever. The problem is once they're in, we realize they don't have the capacity to execute whatever their roles are. And so I want to make sure that once we get to leadership, before we get to leadership, we get to choice. Because the rest of it becomes easy. The rest of it becomes easy. I don't necessarily see it like that. Based on what I have seen, you know, certain things are based in nature. And we're Mm -hmm. constantly saying which man qualifies to be a leader and which woman is going to let up, how are women going to choose who's going to lead them? We're Mm -hmm. constantly saying this. But this needs to be looked at in a completely different way. What I have seen is that women 
are causing men to respond to them. A woman's behavior causes a man to respond to her. And this is a sort of dance that needs to be understood. You, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry. We I want to interject that maybe this brother will agree with me. Then I don't know how old are you, brother. I'm, I'm in my 50s, in my early 50s. And uh, I think that as a man, we know that when we step to a woman properly, those of us who have been properly trained as men, which is how probably any book about relationships should start, is training men how to play their roles. Because women have a natural way to fall into their position if a man is strong enough. Now, I'm not saying women who have been, been brought up by single mothers don't have that struggle to adapt. But it's a lot easier for a woman to adapt than it is a man. I'm not saying that to say that she doesn't have responsibility to have her act together. I'm saying he has to step as a man and establish what the relationship is about. I always say relationships start when the woman is ready, it ends when the man is ready. So she made a decision to start with that guy based on something, and I'm not trying to disqualify everything that you had to say. I'm just saying we have to start with the training of the men. Because as far as I'm concerned, if you want to go to the animalistic kingdom, that's what happens with the young, whether it's monkeys, whether it's lions, the, the, the male teaches that young man what his role is, and he carries it out. And I, I can move past that. I just thought that was a very important point to make, that there has to be some training before we get you, to this point where people are starting to act out their roles. They don't know what missing they're doing. Something, you're missing something very valuable right here that I want to give to you. Um, what we've been taught is the problem. The problem is what you identified as a woman's making so much money, she's so independent, and she thinks she don't need something. When we go back to her scientifically, she's not built like that. The IRS caused her to say we need a two-family house, we need a two-income family household. But she's genetically designed to nurture. So a man must come in and start to deprogram the parasite and the virus that's in the system because 85% African American communities. Hold on, let me finish. 85% of African American marriages are ended in divorce. So the system that a mid-50s or early-50s man is using is not working because the numbers don't support it. So there must be a new paradigm coming in. And ever since this division of, of household where the woman has thought that she must protect herself, she is confused. I, I use we're, talking, we're, we're saying the same thing. That's a difference without a distinction. That's a hold difference on, without on, a distinction. You, you may, no, I mean, I'm just saying you're, you're kind of going on. I, I, you made on. your point. Hold on, Go but ahead. it's my show. Hold on, but it's my show. I heard I'm the, that. We'll continue. I'm the leader here. Continue. I'm the leader here. So continue. I run this. Oh, I run this, okay? So let me run this, okay? So the thing is, must, there must be the deprogramming of the woman. It's not the training of the man because she has to step out of the way. She has the law behind her. She, she can go and say, don't touch me, do this, because I can, go put, uh, I can go get everybody to be on my side. And men have been emasculated so much. You go back and read Shaharazad Ali's book, and Roe mentions it exquisitely in her book, Man Leads, that men do not, are not experts in communicating and do not know how to communicate to a woman that she is, has been emasculating them. When women quote and say, well, my father was married for 30 or 40 or 50 years, he never said that you've been emasculating me because he was afraid to, because men have, right. been, have been misunderstood for years because of our non-responsiveness. But now the new generation, 
is starting to know how to communicate to women and say, hey, be quiet. I'm going to put you in the place and let you know, look, I'm not going to let you feminize me or be masculine. We do not need two households. We do not need two incomes. I need you at the house making me feel more like a man, and I'll go out and kill twice as much. But when you make me compete, when it's competitive, and I'm making 80000 and you're making 120000 two shots of tequila makes you call me a little boy or you say something very offensive. And when you look at the science of, of vocabulary and, and words, women can be very much more verbally abusive to men. And there is no law on the books that protects us, and women know that. But when we say, Absolutely. hey, you're going to have to fall back, and this is something new we're going to try, and what he has to do is appeal to her nature of, you know what a woman really likes, Michael? Let me tell you what a woman really likes. She likes to chill. A woman doesn't like to be competitive against other men. She wants to be soft and she wants to be protected. And where men have been messing up is in leadership, when you step up into the game, you show her the benefits of following. Women don't know the benefits of following and they don't know the benefits of men leading because they are too um, end and done dated with housewives of this and housewives of that where everyone is disposable. What this leadership is about is coming in in your authentic self and saying you are not disposable and I am not disposable and sticking to that and not letting and not putting up with the childishness that women have been doing for years because they don't really mean it. Women who can I offer that, a can I offer a pause? <laughs> you don't mind. First of all, I appreciate your passionate uh, response. I'm glad to see you so engaged. Uh, and I agree. I don't think that we're saying two different things, brother. I didn't call here to be contrary. I absolutely appreciate uh, your point of view. And having said that, I'm going to say this briefly, and I'll let you all continue uh, on with the conversation. Even with that being the case, I can promise you Roe herself was raised with a man in the home that helped teach her how to play her role in order to even be able to deliver this information away in, in the which that she has. So mm-hmm. we can't get away from both sides. And you made a very strong point about the fact that women have to be trained up the yes Believe it or not, a lot of that training comes from the father still, training that young lady and training that young man. But I just want to commend you on the book. I think it's a great idea. Obviously, you can see the passion behind the, the type of dialogue people want to have behind it, and I think you're going to have a lot of success with it. So uh, congrats to you and much success. Mm-hmm. I want to add that I think, you know, there cannot be just, a throwaway idea to a woman or a man who did not grow up with both parents in the home. Even they need education, and they are someone's parent. So we have to do our best, which is the purpose of the book, in a man, written as a manual. And it has been very successful in helping people to understand what is normal to do. You have to fake it till you make it sometimes. But the children, <laughs> the children of these parents will not have to learn. They will be able to see by example. And I can tell you that my parents even had, you know, to fake certain things for it to be normal to me. You know, both of my parents came from extremely, very extreme religious backgrounds, and they didn't want to be that extreme to us. So they tried to tone it down so that we could be more biased and open 
and um, explorative. But it wasn't but how I, they were. Mm-hmm. It wasn't how they were raised. So they were I had trying another, to fake that sorry. part so that we would get a different impression. And I had happened. a question that was. Yeah, I had a question that was a bit more provocative, um, and that is, have you noticed women's ability or inability to lead based on the sexual, sexual performance of the man? Was that a factor? Even, you know, we're dealing with women who are more educated about their bodies, who read, who, I mean, let's get grown about it, who masturbate, who play with toys, who are more in tune with themselves than our mothers were. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a man's ability to lead or be the man tied into his performance? Um, yes, actually, and that is included into the book. Okay. And so it, doesn't, it doesn't go into detail about performance, but what I mm-hmm. have learned is that the frequency of sexual intercourse between a man and his woman does mm-hmm. create an, an, an ease when it comes to a woman being able to follow her man. A woman emotionally feels like she belongs to and with her man based on the frequency of sex. Because you have to admit, it's a lot to live up to now. I mean, our mothers didn't require a lot from our dads, and a lot of people talk about how times have changed. And they have, but they've only changed for, for women more so than men. Men's lives are pretty simple. Women are readers. They're researchers. They're explorers, even of mm-hmm. themselves. And um, I think that you all are a lot more difficult women, more challenging at least, should I say, than our, fathers, our mothers ever were to our fathers. And mm-hmm. stepping up and saying on the man, I don't think there's, and I think the gentleman made a very good point, there's a shift in paradigm because we don't have a model to go to. We have to create one because right. it never existed for black men or white men, for that matter. And white men are starting to make their adjustments, but less of a degree because they still have. I think for men, the sexual expectations are greater. Women are taking care of themselves longer. Again, I don't know how old you are. I won't get into that personally. But and women in my age group are experiencing that, you know, they're, they're more charged up. They have that testosterone going. They want more sex. So now you're asking men to leave financially when we know black men are not earning on the dollar what black women are, nor will they ever catch up with black women unless we get into more entrepreneurship. And so now they're winning academically because they're getting more education. They certainly read more. They're traveling more. They're owning the homes. I mean, so it's a bit more of a challenge. I think there's a lot more dynamics. I think the basis of what you're saying is absolutely true. But there are some challenges, Ro. There are you know. some challenges, but I did touch on this also. Just because a woman has more testosterone or just because a woman wants more sex does not mean that that is qualified as feminine sex. There is a difference. Okay. Women can be highly sexual, but that can be feminine sexuality or masculine sexuality. I think the money is probably a bigger issue than the money when, you know, I think for most of us would agree with that. And most of our relationships is having that economic power. You know, that's how mm-hmm. we define ourselves as men is by having money, being able to provide. Back to that, but, most but of natural roles. But when you, but that Michael, is how you, men define themselves. No, no, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. That's the old gorilla. Let me take you to a scene in the, in the um, last Planet of the Apes. There were these regular gorillas. <laughs> Not that reference. Okay. Yeah, there were these regular gorillas in the cage, and they had Caesar. And Caesar was from a laboratory. And then one night he escaped and went back to the laboratory, and he got the gas that made all the gorillas smart. And, th- and that was the paradigm shift. You have to look inside of these movies. And the gorillas were the men 
and all of a sudden they took the gas, and in the morning they woke up smarter. And the and the zookeepers were the were actually women, and the women had no idea that the men had made a paradigm shift. And real men are not looking at power as an economic stance right now. It doesn't intimidate me or cause me to have erectile dysfunction because a woman makes more money than me. Who cares? It's about the lineage. It's Come about the lineage. It's about the lineage and what I produce with my family. Did you know that there's a small percentage of billionaires that come from orphanages that don't even know who their parents are? I'm into building generational wealth as a black man. And by, and by saying I'll sacrifice mm-hmm. and be the leader so my children will know that I can't be bought. I teach this to my, my clients all the time. Never, mm-hmm. ever, ever let somebody chump you or sun you from what your bank account is. Right. That's I'm not sorry. A man. Right. I forgot your name again. I want to know how to refer to you. What was your name, sir? My name's Kair. People call me Coach K. Hey, Coach K. So I, I agree with you, and I think that you're talking about a lot of alpha males who are leaders. But the vast majority of men are not alpha males. The vast majority of men are not entrepreneurs. They're not leaders. And so we have to have some way to feel that we have authority. I'm not saying, look, we we have to make the change, right? It's not optional. (laughs) The shift has already happened, so we have to be intelligent enough to adapt to the reality of the situation we're in with our relationship. Go ahead. I would like to to address this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we talk over and over again about how men view respect as love. This is not a question nobody has ever disagreed with this, masculine men view (laughs) respect as love. So here's the problem. If a woman wants... It's awesome, baby! If, If a woman wants to keep a man because she is concerned about her lineage, and that does have value to her, She's going to have to offer respect up front. Men cannot have respect be earned. I hear people say constantly that I'm not going to just love respect. Love someone, respect needs to be earned. But this is a ridiculous statement because women will not accept that a man has has to earn their love. A woman will not have to, will not accept that someone, that they're going to have to prove that they are worthy of love can I, or, can ad- I ask you another? or adoration. And so mm-hmm. men need to be able to feel respected in order to be able to stay within a family unit, period. Let's, so I like to talk. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Despite what women are thinking and who they think they should give respect to based on finances or not, the bottom line is if a family is going to stay whole, respect must be given to the man Seriously. You have the seminar. You bring that up. I want to be in the house to see how the ladies respond to that. That should be some interesting conversation. You said in one of your <laughs> videos how tone was uh, crucial and respect. Uh-huh. What, what did you yeah. mean by that? You know, I, I, I have a, um, a section in my book that refers to how we need to retrain our mouths. We have this idea that we can say whatever we want. We, women are verbal creatures. 
We think that if we say whatever we want, we can later verbally take it back. It doesn't. And this is all women of all races. All women. Mm -hmm. Okay, just wanted to know if there was a distinction culturally. Okay. But, you know, I have to be fair and honest by saying that this is something that is a hugely black American woman's issue. It's more prevalent with us. I have to be honest with this. Why do you think that is? um, I think that we just don't have examples of sweetness. We don't have enough examples of sweetness. And I think that black American women have been um, taught to be masculine. We don't realize it. But what we are and, doing and how, is But not, why is this not happening with white women? They don't use tone with their husbands? White women use negative words with a nice tone. And this is based <laughs> on, this is based I on like research. That. I like this is that. Based on research. White women use a negative words with a sweet tone, usually. And we as black women have not yet learned this skill. We're still behind. And none of us will probably disagree because we all feel like the playing field still is not level when it comes to Can you learn that without having the example of your mother talking to your father? Can women teach that to other women? You certainly can. And I teach that to women all the time. How do you do that without the example of the man? Amen. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just curious. I teach it by my example, and I teach them Well, they're not going home with you, Ro. (laughs) But they listen. But they listen. Mm -hmm. They actually do listen. And I teach them that your voice, and one of the main things is no woman wants to be seen as manly. When I explain to them that men are responding to them as if they are a man because of instinct, this is a huge, hugely effective tactic. The other thing is when a woman understands that attacking a man verbally will bring him into attack mode, there's no reason to use your voice to try to take a man down. Because so you've never gone off on your man before, Ro. Let's, let's keep it real. You've never, as, as the expression goes, you've never snapped. I, you know, here's the thing about me. My mom never snapped in front of me to my dad. Have you ever snapped in your relationships? I have had serious moments, <laughs> serious right. moments of black American woman confusion. <laughs> okay. That's but being honest. It's not, but it's also not my nature. It's not where I come from. So for me to be the way that I am now is based on the fact that my, of you know, how my mother is and based on my research. How so much of that was maturity as well? Um. Well, mostly. Oh, age, and, age and maturity, you don't know which one is happening when, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know which is but happening. I, I, well, I'm saying if it is maturity, I'm sure that's, a, that's also a fact. I was just throwing that in as, a, as an added point. I have another one last question. If you but, but, but still, there are, tons of, there are tons of women who are 80 who still are brutal, brutal with their mouths. So, <laughs> I don't, you know, they could be considered mature. So here's my last question. How many of your friends are like you? Are you the dinosaur? That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost all of my friends are like you. And do you have a man? I want to get into a little bit of your business. <laughs> you know, before I get off the phone, let me, let me get my Mac on. Um, um, yeah. I'm, but starting I'm with the first well. question, whether or not you I'm, have friends who reflect your, your belief system yeah. or your attitude or your perspective. My, 
my girlfriends are almost all African-American, and they are all incredibly sweet. Yes, they are very similar to me. They have that same mentality to it, allowing a man to lead as well. Yep, they certainly do. Really? Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be my friends. Are they single? No, none of them. Oh, they're all with the guy. And, and you, back to my last question. I will always say that I'm taken, so that's my answer. Oh, you, <laughs> I, that was not my question. My question <laughs> was, are you, not whether or not you refer to yourself as taken? She already gave you the answer. She gave you oh, okay. the answer. Okay, that was it, huh? <laughs> yes, this is, this is, this is um, going back to one of your questions that you asked earlier, and I wanted to make this point before you got off mm-hmm. of here or we moved to the sure. next caller was, you said um, and a lot of women feel this way, and men too, what do women need us for? And this is one of the things that I learned from reading Rose's book. Women need men to protect them emotionally. They need uh-huh. men to Problem. show up, and, and men have not been showing up emotionally. So when I show up in a room full of dummies is what I call them, or dinosaurs or old <laughs> gorillas or whatever, and I start to protect her emotionally, physically, uh-huh. but when I start showing her that I can protect her emotionally, guess Coach, what? Coach, what does that mean? What does that mean, emotional protection? I don't understand. Oh, to make sure that. Um, to make sure I to make sure I provide I'm her new GPS I'm the guidance and I do the heavy lifting when it comes to some of these emotional things women are emotional creatures and men have to understand that so I have to create a safe space in order for her to be creative in order for her to feel relaxed because women are uh-huh. all that and when I create a safe space for a woman to feel relaxed then all of a sudden she gets out of the way and she doesn't desire to lead anymore. See, when you make a woman right. feel safe, she doesn't desire to lead. Women are leading now, and they're not doing a great job at it. They're doing it because they think they need to. But whenever the, whenever the man shows up in the room, they fall in line. I don't care whether it's the bus driver, the operator, whether it's whoever. When a leader really shows, in the, shows up in the room, and don't you steal my new book title. I'm getting ready to give it to you, uh, Mike. <laughs> le- le- leadership is the new swag. <laughs> leadership is the new swag. And so when you have leadership and I walk up in there, I can walk up in there in my tennis shoes and my tank top, and you can have $10,000 in your pocket, and I'll pull more women than you will because I am an effective leader, and I create spaces for women. And that other man tries to come, and he says, well, I can buy her this and I can buy her that. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's not going to last long because we Coach, know we that agree. I said that earlier. I said that women would adapt to men when he walked into the room. She will adjust to him. We we are absolutely on the on the same accord. How long have you been married, Coach? Are you are you married? Man, I got too many wives right now. Can you help me out? <laughs> I'm not no, joking. But I want to add to this because this is the you know we have to use language that women can understand also. And I want to add to this. You know, men are needed to protect their women's femininity to make them be able to stay feminine. This is a huge factor. Back to playing roles. You said emotional protection. You said feminine protection, which sounds to me like physical protection so that she's in a safe place. I just want to say, I I hope that when I read this book, Ms. Rowe, that it Mm -hmm. is simple, that it's not, because you know how men are. You want men to read this as well, right? Women's not going to help get the the, uh, message. That is simple because, right. men, you know, we like it simple. You know, tell me one plus one is two. We have mathematical minds in that sense. We like 
straight to the point talk. Well, and, let me tell uh, every man and to feel responsible as well. Go ahead. Right. I would. I would like. I think it's a great point. I, I hope that every man listening can hear this. This book is written in an extremely masculine way, so that men will feel an ability to read the whole book and to grasp the entire thing as well. The, the print is large. The explanations when it comes to what men are reading within this book are straight to the point. The print, the print is large. You're trying to say the brothers are blind, huh? No, I'm just, just messing. They, men love this print. <laughs> love, love, love. We like big print. I can tell you that for sure. Michael, the book <laughs> is written. Michael, the book is written at an eighth grade level. I am, um, I as an author, study and know that the New York Times is written at a tenth grade level. There are no magazines about that? in North America that are written higher than a tenth grade level. Rose's book is written so perfectly, not just with the big print, but the big print is a page turner. It makes me hungry to turn the next page. I wanted to turn every page Every time I got down to the bottom of it, it's very... Did your woman read it, though, Coach? That's I have at least, Did your woman read it? I got at least 10... Yeah. Women, I got at least 10 women reading the book. I got barbershops. I got text messages. No, your woman, your wife, your girlfriend. Your significant oh, absolutely. other. Absolutely. They took mine. If a woman takes your stuff and won't give it back, that's their take on it. That's her action. So her are, action. You the, are you the alpha male in your house, Coach? Are you, the, the, are you the leader? I'm the alpha. Yes, absolutely. I'm the alpha male wherever I go. So did did she recognize that from jump, or did you have to train her? Did she have to train you, or was it just ideal? She, sen- she sensed it instinctively because it's an instinct. It's an instinct when the when the alpha comes in the room. I don't need a shirt that says it. It's the energy did that she, I do. Was she capable of playing her role or falling into her role? Every one of them. And, and, did, she, and did she have her dad? And did she have her dad, you know? Some of, them, some of them did, some of them don't. And that's where I had to come in and create a safe space for her to sit down and emote and talk about her father and me not subject her to any type of emotional abuse. Because some African-American men have listened to women talk about their fathers and then later on brought it back up at the wrong time and assaulted her verbally and in, in her known weak spot. But me, I don't do that. I let women yeah, be I, know vulnerable. I let women mm-hmm. be vulnerable and I don't attack their weak spots and in return guess what I get I get I get a chance to be vulnerable and they don't attack my weak spot and then to me you know what, coach yeah uh-huh. they give they give me respect and they give me loyalty that makes me hunt harder so when I'm competing and I bet with someone you are putting stuff, it down in the bedroom and you bring it home the dollars and you know that makes a difference brother you know it makes well, a difference. Not, that, that was my way I'm of summarizing not, all the points I made earlier. I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, I mean, you know that I'm right, though, Coach. You're putting it down in the bedroom. You're bringing home the money. The, the respect is not just there. They're not just falling in because of your but energy. I, They're falling in because in, of your accomplishment. Yeah, but I didn't start in the bedroom, though. I didn't start in the no, bedroom. But, but, but when it got there, dude, trust me, it was an issue until you got there. I mean, let's just keep it real. But oh, no, I'm, I'm just, good. I'm just I know you're putting it down, Coach. Anybody with a name like you Coach know on radio like better be putting it as down. A, as a woman, I would like to interject here. Women do Please. not place as much emphasis on sexual um, performance as men do. This is a man's obsession. 
Well, you better scream and act like you're enjoying it because I'm going to tell you. Men, men are obsessed with this because men are competing with themselves. Women want emotion from love. We don't. We don't need all You know what? You know what, Ro? Well, I think you better lead us to the experts in terms of who have more women because I don't think you're going to have much, uh, much success convincing me of that at my age. I can tell you that women are very much interested in sex. But, yes, less than men, that's an argument that doesn't even need to be. Okay. It depends on what, what type of woman because we, yeah. again, have to determine if she has masculine sexuality or feminine sexuality. You Is there can't a difference? just women. Yes, there's a what's, huge what's difference. What's the difference? I'm curious. Women with masculine sexuality want mm-hmm. to be the aggressor. They enjoy being the aggressor, and it just feeds into their masculinity. Okay, this makes the whole day go differently because she's going to be more masculine based on if she is receiving masculine or feminine sex or allowed to act out in masculine or feminine sex. Mm -hmm. You know, most men are like, oh, it was so, she's so horny, it's so good all the time. But she wants to bend you over. Now, you're going a little bit too far uh, there, Ro. I think that there's many times in relationships you want to play both roles. You know, women are very... Um, they're more mature. Again, I'm dealing with older women. I've dealt with younger women. I'm a little more experienced than you are. And I can tell you that women like to play both roles when they're in a healthy relationship with a secure man who will allow them to explore those different things in the bedroom. But generally speaking, I will agree with you that women are more, um, you know, put less emphasis on sex than men do. Look, I'm going to let you guys continue the conversation. Coach, you've been great, man. Much success with your show. Um, I think what you guys are doing is a, is a great thing. And um, I think Roe is doing a great job and has a very interesting book that a lot of people are going to be able to benefit from. So great show, guys. We appreciate you. you. We appreciate you for coming on. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like, I'm getting ready to take, like, the, my cue is lighting up. And they're like, when, I'm, I'm, I'm getting death threats on my text. Like, when are you going to get to me? Who is this guy? When are you going to get to me? So Right, right. I, let, them, let them get in, man. I definitely appreciate you coming in, but please, look, I need you to tell all your friends. I need you to go on Instagram and follow Ro. I need you to, like, repost some of her stuff and just, like, let people know what we're doing on Wednesday nights at 11 o'clock. Can I get that from you, brother to brother? No doubt. Coach, nice talking to you, man. And, Ro, uh, much success. You guys are great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, guys. It's awesome, baby. Yeah, baby. I love it. All right, we got to get back on the line. Don't you love it when they just call and they just all emotional, want to know everything? It's like, he got to get the – listen, if you are like Michael and you want to get the inside inside, you got to get the book. And then you got to go to manleads.com and you got to sign up for coaching. Point blank. You need it, okay? And if you are interested in a program that can help develop your femininity, or to be happy this now, right now, in the moment. Because I believe, as a coach, we get, we're giving away tools that you can use right now. I'm offering a 28-day program that's all about big love and being happy. And you can go and sign up over at moonmagic28.info. And the coupon code is HAPPY. I'm giving you a $25 coupon code. Like, I'm giving away money tonight. All right, so order the book, Man Leads. Go over to 
moonmagic28.info, put in the key, put in the coupon code HAPPY, all lowercase, and let's get started. The program starts on Saturday, the 19th, and you have to be in by the 22nd, okay? So let's get focused because a lot of times people need help. You can't do it by yourself. That's why Rose here, she has the manual. That's why I have a program that helps you go through and keep the focus in the forefront of your mind. You need to keep the focus of I want femininity. I want to attract the man that's going to be the leader. And you got to hold on to that desire, all right? So, Ro, you ready for another caller? Yep. But we haven't even got into should the man eat first. We got all taken away by that. Let's take another caller first. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Caller from the 951-374, thanks for joining Man Leads Radio tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, what's up, Coach? This is Big Ben. How you doing, sir? How you what's doing, bro? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Listen to the program. I, I believe you guys have something that's going to be a great series for everybody to come in and understand the different aspects. Um, Coach, from your side on the masculine, uh, side and roll your side on the, the feminine. You're bringing information to the people that when you start specifically saying black American culture, you're going to ruffle some feathers because, unfortunately, that means there's certain customs, there's certain traditions that people embrace, and it, it becomes part of their heritage. And like you said, Coach, before, their lineage. So they're going to do certain things and perform certain actions to emulate it and have a successful system. An aspect of balance, you can even go to the Bible. You pick somebody who is of even yoke. Unfortunately, the aspect of training and conditioning, like Coach, you said, a lot of us don't have both parents in the household. So, Ro, when you come with an aspect and you talk about your pedigree, also go ahead and say your pedigree, as a woman who knows four languages, you're Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get it right. Five languages. You take it from. <laughs> you taken from all around the world and incorporated as a black woman, and said, "I'm happy with who I am, and I don't understand why other black women aren't don't have the effort or don't have the desire to reflect upon yourself and say we can do better." Now that's not a negative comment to other women. That's being when I enter the room, I get this kind of response. And Wait, who said I'm, that? I'm sorry. What's that? Who, who said that? Who said that? Was it I who said that, or this is you saying that? This is me saying it. I'm, I'm saying oh. I, I never, based upon your words and the way you present yourself, you're correct. As a man, men, in essence, will protect a feminine individual based upon our DNA, Okay. And the aspect of, of men automatically being leaders, that goes into the way that they are designed. Nature made it that way. That's why men are thicker. They can endure more. Okay? They can bear the, they can bear the elements in essence to provide for a family. That's not by, um, by happenstance. That's by design intervention. And it's been like that since the beginning of time. Now, the fact of the matter, when people don't understand things have changed in the social dynamic, they don't understand that certain things function correctly, and they can function even more correctly when things are in alignment. 
coach, you always talk about the aspect of knowing yourself, going through the healing of yourself. And the black community needs to understand that we have generations of hurt, pain, and trauma. And because the dynamics are what they are right now, and there's so many different layers of this, the aspect of sex, the aspect of marriage. The gentleman previous talking about he's 50, and he grew up with a different dynamic. He grew up with music courting a woman. Women for, who are 30, 35 and under, what's the last love song that you've heard constantly on the radio telling you that you're a sweet woman and to, in essence, be revered and honored by your man? Only thing you hear on the radio is drop that, get that, you know, what have you, which is cool to a certain extent, but at the same time, once you become a man and then you got girls, you're kind of like, oh, damn. I got other people looking at my little girl in this manner. And you want to get mad, but the thing is, if you're a leader, you got to understand there's a time and a place for that, but it's not all the time. And then and, and back in the day, a man would say, I'm going to protect my woman's honor. You're, you're totally correct on that, sir, Coach. The aspect of her honor and her femininity, it was important for him that he was going to get in an altercation to make sure that is maintained. That was his training from his lineage. You protect your woman. You protect the women that are, are in your company. Bar none. No questions asked. Unfortunately, now we don't even have that. We have the aspects of women saying we're equal, we're independent. You're a human being. You ain't independent. When's the last time you, go, you went and killed your own food, sold your own clothes? You're always dependent on other people within the community. So there's a lot of falsities that people identify with, and then when it's challenged, they, they backpedal. And your book is basically saying, hey, you need to understand some realities and the aspect you're born a female, you're born a male, therefore you have certain characteristics. And those characteristics have certain purposes. If they didn't have certain purposes, they wouldn't exist. Now, sociologically, there's an aspect, like you said, Coach, if something happens, a woman's going to call the authority, which are men in, in suits, to in essence resolve their situation. And women don't understand, hey, they didn't start that situation. And you, you, if you as a refined, disciplined, cultured individual, you would know, why am I going to make this man look at me other than as his woman? Why am I going to be the aggressor like, like a, man, a man he doesn't know on the street? First of all, he's going to be confused. He's going to be confused like, wait a minute, this is my woman telling me this. And she, she can deliver it in a better way if she respected him. And by her tone, her approach, which she got from TV, which is all manufactured, which gets um, radio laughs, and that's the reinforcement of black women. This is how you're supposed to act. And that's what's affecting the black brand or the black heritage or the black culture because ain't nobody else on TV doing that except black people. Ain't nobody else doing it. I disagree. I disagree. I see that all over TV. Okay. Can you name some characters that act ignorant like black folks, black women on TV? Um, Yeah. And, well, well, actually, this is going to be hard for me to name actual the names of characters because I haven't watched TV in 11 years. <laughs> okay. But, 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 I can but, but, say, I'm sorry? Go ahead. 
No, go ahead, please. I have seen several shows where the woman is acting in an ignorant manner with a nice voice. Yes. Okay. I've seen several situations where men are made to look like idiots on all with all colors and shades you can think of. This is not. This is. We are all supposed to be divided. None of us are really supposed to be getting along. It's great for the economy when couples do not get along. I agree. I totally agree. And like I said, but when we we put it in a black perspective, if we are a culture that's damaged and we don't see models of a, a healthy relationship. The first thing we do is ridicule, ridicule it and saying that doesn't exist compared to why don't I make that exist for me? Why don't I yeah. be the example for my community? And the reason yeah. being is people don't want to step up. They don't want to say I'm going to make the better decision and be an adult, be an example for the younger individuals and say, hey, you know what? This is what, how it needs to be done. It may not be in my best interest, but I'm doing it for the younger people. I'm doing it for my culture. I'm doing it so I can be an example. So when I become 80 years old and you, I've set the, 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 the pathway, when I get 80 years old, you're going to, in essence, anoint some of your success to the person who, in essence, established it for you. That's the lineage. That's the aspect of black culture to a certain extent. We like it. Okay, we like it because of the black woman. But how many people are talking about the grandfather as, 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 as an aspect of, of, of respect and honor? Okay, I can go to a commercial. There's, there's one, there's one right now, where there's a black couple, older couple. She's up there talking about uh, life insurance and Hal was such a great guy and this and this. And you're thinking Hal's dead. And then they go to the next scene and Hal's like, Yeah, I'm a good man, ain't I? And, she's like, and then she gets mad because. <laughs> He's talking about himself, and he, in essence, set his wife up for after he leaves. But the fact of the matter is black men do need to be affirmed in the respect aspect. And if we can't get it from our wives or our children, going back to the aspect of dinner, we, feel, we do feel defeated because we go out in the work world and we don't get the respect that we feel that we, we deserve. And then we come home. And we can't even get the gesture. Let me serve my man first. Mm, if you mm-hmm. had a guess, if you had a guess, you would necessarily do certain things to make that person feel special. So, so you tell me, that, sir, yeah. sir, do you feel like you receive the respect that you deserve? I demand it. Okay, and how do you do that? I demand it in the sense that, my, as far as my makeup, in the sense of as an individual, I'm a man, and I will not allow certain things from within my sphere. And it's just, am I gentle? Am I kind? Am I considerate? I give that to you, and if you can't appreciate it, then mm-hmm. you're not worthy of it. So where okay. do you get this? Where do you get this example? Where? How do you know how to demand respect? How do I learn how to demand respect? And it's just that I had a mother, and I had a father, and I had teachings from them. And I read, and I learn, and I humble myself, and I study different cultures. And I'm envious of Yes, ma'am? 
I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask, did you, do you think that it is possible through books and through reading to learn things that were not necessarily an example to you? They're an example to somebody, but you have to put them in practical form. You have right. to be brave with you have to be brave enough to and say, let me get this information and let me go out here and apply it. Okay. Right. I, I, I got to go out here and say, you know what, I can't be fearful because that's the simple fact that something that happens for a child. But as, as an adult, I have to experiment and I have to, and I have to go out on a ledge. And even if it doesn't work for my girlfriend, because, uh, 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 like women and a girlfriend and men or what have you, you have to be an individual that, like, I'm going to enrich my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to be con- conditioned into a box. I'm going to make mm-hmm. choices that are going to be fulfilling within my own life. I'm going to search out people who can compliment me okay. in my so ideas and, and, and challenge me. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. When, if you are looking for a woman, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know if you're looking for a woman right now, but what type, of, what type of qualities would you look for in a woman? You know, would it be, um, would it need to be apparent that she is feminine, is, her, is the type of family or um, class or background that she comes from important? And how does playing her role impact you being able to play your role? Okay. When it comes to interacting with a woman, you have certain desires and, and, and certain things. And, and the initial thing for all men is the aspect okay. of her, of her, yes. Can, in order to keep it like flowing, so everyone can follow, can you keep your answers brief, or do you need me to repeat? No, I think I can answer. Uh, her okay. femininity, her femininity, the aspect of can she be complimentary to me and what I bring to the table, and can I be complimentary to her? And the aspect, as from a cultural standpoint, can she do certain things that I expect? a woman to do, and can I mm-hmm. also do the same things for her? Certain gestures, opening the door, paying her compliments, things of that nature. I've asked this question many times. Men do these things, what do women do in return? I'm like, I don't know. Right. So to, to answer that question, for me, the aspect of her femininity and how she respects me <laughs> in a certain way, right. the way she delivers a certain thing, it makes me contemplate She's showing me the respect for a certain reason. And like you said, as far as her family background, yes, it's very important. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go from a personal standpoint. One well, of my, my, uh, my, my elders told me if a woman okay, doesn't well, what respect about her. Class? What about class, family background and class? That, that, that's what I'm about to get into, Ro. Okay. If a, woman do, if a woman doesn't respect her daddy, she sure ain't going to respect you. Right, but okay. suppose, she doesn't, suppose she doesn't have a father. If she doesn't have a father, that in essence illustrates that there's certain lessons that she is going to be lacking, okay, because she didn't have that example within the home, and that she has theories, and she's going to apply them. And if you're a patient man, you can be able to guide her and say, hey, hey, and verbalize, hey, baby, that don't work. I, if we want to create intimacy, I'm going to be able to talk to you. You can get mad. But I'm going to tell you what I like and I don't like. And if you don't like that, then in essence, we may not be complimentary to one another. And there's nothing wrong with that. You didn't lose okay. anything by going through a relationship. You always learn something about yourself okay. and how. Yes. 
But just as you are able to gather information and apply it from mm-hmm. books, do you feel that she would also be able to gather information and apply it from books even though she did not have the example of a father? Yes, she could. And she would have to apply it. And that becomes the aspect of, in American society, we're very arrogant. We all right. think, well, we, think so we know would, everything. Right. So she you would accept a woman. And, you know, how have you been in this situation before where you had to um, accept a woman and, you know, take an attempt to help her to learn how to be? Yep, um, yep. Okay. So well, can you can you briefly can you briefly explain that? Yeah, the the aspect of you know uh, dealing with a woman, you have an attraction, and then then you develop the aspect of the relationship. And right. over a period of time, the relationship goes from the fairy tale, silly good stuff to the practical. And the practical, you kind of like, okay, well, this is what I like. This is my desires. This is what I don't like. If you respect me. You you will take note of that, and vice versa. You will be complimentary to me, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. The, the aspect of maturity amongst people, and understanding and expressing hurt, pain, anguish, some things that were pre- previous to them being in the situation. Mm-hmm. Coach, if, if somebody if somebody's willing to give you that space, respect that sacred space. And right. unfortunately, a lot of people don't respect that sacred space. And I think it's going, important. I think it's important, you know, what you're referring to. I think it's important that men are very, can become skilled at identifying who is a qualifying woman. What, you know, what qualifies as feminine and a woman who is able to follow. And men need to be able to identify as well, you know. If they are ready to leave. Well, know, here's, here's, the one, here's something I can share. Women, they get a lot of training from the aunties, a lot of different women. They talk a lot. So they have a large repertoire of for criteria for looking into a dude. Men don't talk about themselves too much. And if they do talk about stuff, they're not going to talk about them being hurt by a woman. They're going to man right. up. No, no, that girl didn't do nothing to me. But the thing is, a real man of a certain age is going to be like, hey, dude. And then maybe your uncle, your older cousin is going to be like, hey. He's going to see his nephew and be like, hey, I, I, feel, I feel what you're feeling. I've, I've been there. It's not the end of the world, however. So how do you, it, how do you, how do, how do you personally identify a woman and her, you know, her status, her social status, or in your to you, from your point of view, how do you personally identify a woman's qualifications? You, you in essence, go by what her actions are and what her words are and then the end, the things that you have illustrated to you and does she pick them up and does she respect them and does she act upon them and does she carry okay. them with, with an aspect of value. And if she doesn't do that, then yeah. your, words, your, words are going, your words are going on deaf ears. And you have yeah, to identify that. I think it's important that we listen to a bunch of um, callers. I think it's important that each person gets a chance to um, give an answer so that we can compare. You know, this can be a, a incredibly um, fruitful conversation based on comparison. 
men need to be able to be skilled at how to identify a quality woman. You know, it is not based on a woman's body. You know, a body cannot nurture your lineage. And so we, you know, body language is important and femininity is important, but there are several factors. And, you know, I would like to hear from other callers as to what they use to identify a quality woman, if they do try, you know, I try to identify what a quality woman is and um, have some comparisons. Well, i I like to say before I go, i also like to say I appreciate um, you let me share my perspective. Hopefully this can be helpful from other people. I'm I'm a courageous individual. I'll go ahead and put my things out there where other pe- people might have the same concerns but aren't yeah. willing to speak. So I hopefully, thank you, you know, so the words I said are helping to other people. So. Yes, thank you so much. Peace, Coach. All right, Ben, thanks for calling in, baby. Peace. Okay, we got some more callers, but look, before we get out of here, man, you're going to address this, does the man eat first at the table, and why? Why Why did you say that? The lines is lighting up, but I still want to know, and callers want to know, what is your perspective? Because there was, cause you have to clear it up on this, well, the children aren't going to, you know, they were acting like the children were going to die if the children didn't eat first, or was some type of... It was some type of culture, you know, uh, uh, or some kind of law in the Bible or some scripture that said that the, that the women, that, that the children had to eat first, you know, and, and that the man was weak because he didn't eat first. You know, when I, when I feel that's totally the contrary, if it's a Sunday meal or if it's any meal, like you said before, n- no woman who's cooking is cooking a minimal, minimal amount of food and there's no man who's going to say, put so much food on my plate that the children don't have any left over. Can you please elaborate on that for a second, Ro? Yes. Um, it is, these are excuses when women, that women are making, and they are coming up with 101 reasons not to serve their man his food first. You know, we made it very clear that we're not referring to an emergency or slavery time or, you know, a lack of food in any way. And even even if a man, even if there's only five... Hello? You got a lot of background noise over there. What's going on? Even if there are only five kernels of corn, okay, we know how many kernels goes to one person. It's not. This is not rocket science. Yeah, you know, this there does not need to be one hundred and one excuses why to not serve your man his food first. And what we need to understand is that this is a fact, a matter of respect. Men need to feel respect from their women. A man does not need to um, accept his food and gobble it all up before his, before his children and wife. This is not what we are saying. We are demonstrating that this is a ritual of respect. 
a ritual of respect. It does not have to be seen as anything else than a beautiful demonstration of respect. Men feel respected by being thought of, especially when it comes to food, especially when it comes to food. You know, and feminine nurturing has a lot to do with food that women cook. So there is nothing wrong with serving your man's plate to him first, even if he waits. He probably will. Most men are going to be uncomfortable with gobbling their food up while everyone else is waiting for their food. But this is a matter of respect. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a matter of respect. And here's, here's why I was going so hard on the thread, because my thing is, What's wrong with you trying a new paradigm? What's wrong with you increasing the man's respect in something that takes every bit of five seconds? How long does it take, Ro? How long does it take to make your man's plate first and put it on the table and then come back and get the other children's plate? Why? How long does that take? Let's just, let's just be real. Like you walked over to the stove, you fixed his plate, you put it on the table in front of him first, you went back and got the children's plates and put it in front of them second. And then you got your right. plate and sit down. How long did that really take, Ro? Did that take 30 minutes? Right, right, right. It takes like five seconds. takes like five seconds, you know? Takes, so, yeah. Right. I'm sorry, right. go ahead. No, I mean, it's just, as, as Michael said, why are women so contrary? And then my question was, did you ever ask the man, did he feel emasculated or how he would feel? See, see they went and reposed the question. They said, well. I know, but this is a horrible thing that happens. I'm very tired of this. Women are hearing things that, that I post or facts or, you know, things that come from my book and saying, I'm going to go ask my man. Men are not verbally talented, okay? It took a woman. Who speaks five languages? I'm referring to myself. To be able to speak man and translate it for you in a book. Men do not always have the ability to be able to express what they're feeling, and they certainly do not know when their testosterone is being lowered. They just feel like they need space. So, you know, asking your man if I have, if what I am saying or what my book says, is factual, doesn't make any sense. If we could get answers from men, we would have them already. <laughs> if we could get direct verbal answers from men, we wouldn't be on this show right now. So, you know, that is hilarious to me. But you know, we need to understand that almost all men are not going to be verbally talented. They're going to say, well, let me see the book, and I will point to the page that I want to say. This, this is what I want to say on this page. That's lovely. <laughs> we need, we, this is a great tool for men. You know, so many, many men have told me, I read this book, and it is everything that I have been able to feel and unable to say, which means women cannot go to men and say, tell me what you think. They need to be able to read and go, 
page 128. That's what I think. Unfortunately, that is the situation. That's how it goes, and that's what we need to accept. Men are not women. They do not communicate like us. They need women's guidance a lot of times when it comes to communication, but also a woman's respect when it comes to communication. Gobbling your man up verbally is not fair. <laughs> you know? It's gobbling awesome, him baby. Up. This is a dream come it's true. Not fair. And the hits just you, keep you, on coming. If a woman wants to give a man, get, gain her man's trust, and, to, and every woman needs to understand that a man's trust is a huge thing to be able to have. So if, if this is, you know, something that she wants to gain, one of the best ways to do this is to be safe when it comes to communicating. You will get a lot of communication from a man if you are safe when it comes to communicating. And mm, say it again. Ho, 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 ho. Say that again. Say it slowly and say it clearly so it can stick in there. Say it clearly. Say it one more time. And, Coach, you are so right. Women do need this repetition to hear it. So I do repeat a lot of things in my book so women can hear, and I will say it again. Men need to feel safe with a woman in order to to be able to verbally communicate, and this creates trust that men need in order to be able to feel safe. And if a man does not feel safe to talk to his woman, he may need to go find another woman to be able to talk to. Can I say something something controversial right here? I need to say something controversial. Spirit just moved me. You know, I'm part gypsy, too. I need to say something here at this juncture of where we are at in the conversation. I want you to pause what you're saying right here because I'm getting ready to speak on behalf of the men who can't speak this. And women, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Ro didn't even – I think Ro will put this in her next book, or I'll put it in my first book. You know one of the reasons, Ro, why men uh-huh. are afraid to speak um, to women about certain things? Why that? It's because women have been using the pussy to threaten men. They've and been they using. They've been using. They've been using the "you be on the couch" phenomenon in order to get their way. And the man doesn't feel safe because he looks at that as this is something that I need. His cell needs it. And women have been you. And even if the woman doesn't use it, if she has not addressed that concern or that fear in her man that he may have gotten from a prior relationship or television or the barbershop, Here's the thing that really gets on my nerves with women and all and, and, and all men. Let me say this, and then you can go in on it, is you think that if you didn't do it or you didn't have anything else to do with it, then you don't have to contribute to healing it. If the last three relationships I was in and they hurt me in a certain way, and then you come in and say, well, I don't do that, 
but you don't try to contribute to help me fix it, then you're just as much a contributor because you're not showing me that you have a desire to help me heal from that. And that's why I call us. There is something incredibly huge to be learned right now, I think, based on what you just said. I literally have to drill into women that men even have feelings. And I know that most men find this hard to believe. Women have been taught since birth that men don't have feelings. Okay? So they don't have it in their minds that you need healing. They think you want to use them. Women think men want to use them. This is a huge misconception that we can clear up every time we talk about this. Men are not good men, and contrary to popular belief, most men are lovely and good and want to please their woman. And good men do not seek to go around using women. This is something you are supposed to believe in order to reject men so that you can go to work and keep the economy strong. Men want to please women and make them happy. This needs to be understood. This needs to be understood before we start talking about everything else because as we're talking, women are sitting around going, yeah, but he just want to have sex. Yeah, but he just wants to use me. Yeah, but I will use him first. Yeah, but he doesn't care about my feelings because he doesn't have any. And these are misconceptions we can work on so that you, we all can understand that men do deserve respect because they're trying to give us respect in their own ways. Men are not going to give women respect in, and, and love in a way that, that a woman wants. Men are going to try to offer respect to a woman in the way that he wants. And these are the things that I write about very, very clearly for men to be able to love women the way they want and women to be able to do the same in return. This is why my readers are excited. This is why couples have been having their divorces um, unfiled because Clarity is in order. We are confused about each other. We don't need to believe that in order to keep a man in his place, we're going to find 101 reasons why not to give him his food first. We don't need 101 reasons. He adores, if he knows how to adore you or he's trying to learn how to adore you, what do we need 101 excuses for? to argue why we're not going to respect our man. And once we get past the idea that men are not trying to use us and that men do not value us beyond sexual objects because there is a small minority of men that do, but this has been blown up. These are untruths. And once we get past that, The third main thing we need to understand is that men view respect as love. If you disrespect your man, you are telling him because no matter what you say 
And because men are not verbal and do not accept information verbally like women do, widely, if you do not show respect to your man, he's going to hear, I hate you. If you do not show respect to your man, he's not going to be able to become the man he was born to become. If Michelle Obama disrespected Barack Obama, he would never have become president. It's not possible, and it doesn't work like that. But if you're uninterested in having this type of family, you just keep on doing what you've been doing. But it's not working. These are misconceptions, and these are, we are confused. But it doesn't need to stay this way. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. That's why I wrote the book. <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting here looking right now. This is a whole nother topic. When a woman says, I will not back down. Somebody, when you say you won't, this is in the chat room. So if you're on the computer and you're looking in the chat room, somebody's saying, I will never back down to foolishness and denial. You know what I wrote? Mm -hmm. I wrote my, my reply was, that's masculine, and you're going to stay lonely and unhappy and unhealthy, period. Yeah, even, e e even if a man is present physically, you're still going to be lonely. What would you say? That's exactly what, what I was going to say. Don't bother giving me examples of couples that are still married when the husband is miserable. If you don't see a man engaging with his wife, he's miserable. Okay? If a woman is able to say, go around saying her marriage is fine, that means to the man, almost always, that he's miserable. And he does have feelings. And if he's miserable, you, a woman, is going to be alone. She's going to feel alone. Her body's going to feel alone. Her heart is going to feel alone. We don't have to live like this. Here's the other, here's the other thing, too. Here's the other thing. They're, they're in the chat room doing it again. They're taking the words and turning them. I'm going to get to some callers anyway because I ain't going to be dealing with this foolishness. Nobody's talking. The word men, man leads does not translate into dominate a woman. Okay? That's really... I don't know how many more times I got to say it, but there's nowhere in the book, there's nowhere in this conversation has Roe validated or promoted the domination of women. She hasn't said yeah. it. Nobody, nobody said it. And I want to be clear. Man needs to lead so that his masculinity stays high so that he's happy and successful. This is a a response within his body. And women need to learn that their femininity leads their man. Your femininity leads your man. If you try to be the man and your man is trying to be the man, that's not going to work for a man who's heterosexual because he doesn't want to be with a man. That's called homosexual. <laughs> Period. Bam, bam, and you can keep on being argumentative 
and it's fine. Those of you who are in the chat room, just call in because I'm not going to keep chatting with you. I just want to ask you with all these opinions, are you in a loving relationship right now with a man who is happy? Not a loving relationship with a man who's miserable, but and do you care? Or are you just or do you have an armchair man that you can just go around and say, I got a man? Okay? I see a ton of those relationships. Right. And and further, how give us examples as to how you know he's happy. Oh, prove that's what I'm talking about. There are certain things to determine if a man is happy. And it's just mm. not the fact that he keeps coming home. That's not the requirement. Mm. 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 That's right. Okay, look, we got eight minutes before we go into the after party. You must call in if you want to hear the rest of the show. So you karate keyboarders over in the chat room, please call in 347 205 9089. I want to welcome back all of my regulars, uh, a mentee who are now also fans of Roe and Man Leads Radio, each and every Wednesday night at 11 o'clock. Manleads.com, Instagram forward slash man underscore leads, CoachKair.com, MoonMagic28.info. The coupon code is happy. Put the word right. happy in. I'm not arguing with anybody. I'm only wanting to look for 10 real women who want to be real happy. And I'm going to even go further, and I'm throwing in the astrology piece. I'm throwing in all my mystic stuff. But I'm only going to be talking to people who want to come inside. I'm not talking to the window shoppers. I won't be giving out any tips and clues on Facebook I'm doing VIP only, okay? And I'm and I'm giving you a $25 word. So don't attack me like I don't care or I'm the patriarchal system. I believe in healing women one person at a time, one man at a time, the best I can. We do the show to get the word out to as many people as possible. But if you would like to continue being contrary, this information just isn't for you. This information is for those women who want to be in healthy relationships, and those men who want their women to be healthy. I want to shout out to all the men who are listening in to the show tonight who are like, yeah, I'm getting ready to order two of these books. Dr. Abbott, Dr. Abbott said he was on page 80, and his wife took the book. He said he hasn't seen the book since. She just right. took the book and was like, uh, oh, and then said he went to Chipotle's. He, she's not even finished. She's in Chipotle's like serving him in Chipotle's, putting napkins in his lap. And, and, I, want and to, I want to um, make it clear, Coach, that can, can we make sure next time that we, you know, after we wrap this up, it, it should be over in like five minutes, right? I want to be clear that we are going to refresh. You know, it, it needs to be women really truly believe that men are going around and hunt to use them. This is a huge problem. You know, I, and because there is the book, we do have um, wives and, you know, girlfriends taking the, a safe approach and putting a napkin on a lap. You know, this is what we want to hear. These are good, great things. But women have to feel that that is not going to diminish them. This is the fear that you're seeing 
when people are all, all over, um, you know, the chat room discussing how they're not going to do this and not going to do that. See, this is fear. And I discussed this fear in the book very clearly, this fear of being used, this fear of being taken advantage of. This is what we have to discuss because this fear is not based in reality. Men are not scary creatures that we need to fear. They are here. And admittedly, every healthy man will get on this show and to tell us that they are here to protect us and make us happy. This is what men live for. And when women can really get that drove in, we will see a lot more women at Chipotle putting napkins on laps. I do that when I go out, and people are floored, all of the people, the waitress, you know, the man, Everybody is floored that I am not only putting his napkin on his lap with pride, with no shame. I know what it does to him, and I know that what benefit will come back to me when I put a napkin on his lap, when I move the soup closer to his, to his mouth, when I feed him, when I compliment him, when I do not. Um, belittle him or interrupt when he is trying to express himself. You know, these are gestures that when you understand the true nature of most men, not just negative, the minority of negative men you may have been attracting, but most men need to please a woman and all they ask in return is that we continuously feed their masculinity so that they can do that. This is what we need to do on this show, this understanding. That's what men want. They want to be able to continuously be able to do that. And they have to be able to they have to be able to to do this and to have their masculinity fed in order to be able to continuously Give to us. There, this is a cycle of harmony. There doesn't need. We don't need to have someone in charge, but we do need to have the man feel and be the leader because, naturally speaking, it revs him up in order to be able to protect and provide. And if you think you don't need protection and providing. Try going 50 years without a man's protection and providing and then come back to us and tell us how you feel because it doesn't work. You will never, ever come out feeling great about not having a man. This is a temporary spell. So that's it. That's all I want to say. I'm glad that everyone came out. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Slow down. I'm still the leader here. We have callers that want to talk to you. Slow down. We still got callers that want to talk to you. It's 12.59. The show's not going to go off. It's going to stop streaming. But if they're on the line, they're still going to stay on. That's why I told everybody to call in. If you're listening through the computer, you're not going to be able to hear. But everybody that's on the line is still going to be able to hear. That's why I call it an after party. You know, it looks like on the outside that it's not going on, but it's still going on. So call it from the 602, 
769. Thank you for holding so patiently. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? I've been holding for a long time, too, huh? Yeah, um, yeah, my yeah. Name is, <laughs> yeah. My name is Nate, and I'm from Arizona. What's going on, Nate? Hi, Thanks for calling in. Hi, hi. How you doing, bro? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I was just calling in. Um, I, I, I totally forgot what I was uh, calling about, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, uh, but I just wanted to say what's up and uh, keep doing your thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Thank I'm you a supporter. so much. I'm a supporter Thank of the so cause. Have you read the book? You know, I started reading the book. I started it, and then uh, I fell asleep. You know, I had a long day. I worked hard. Um, but I'm I'm into it for sure. It's it's an easy oh. read. What's up? Okay, you started it today. I, I know I started it a couple of nights ago. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. It's a easy it's an easy read. It's making a lot of sense. Um, you know, a lot of women are fighting. I just I you know what I did I did I did call in. I called in to say um, you know when I was in um a, a relationship a situation um. You know, I'm a I'm a man's man. I, I'm a, a leader, and you know, I, I come into a room. I'm, I motivate people. I inspire people. And um, I had a female. She was, uh, you know, very. Uh, she didn't like that. She didn't want me to uh, shine. She wanted to dim my light, and I didn't understand that. And I would communicate with her and ask her like, why? What is like? And and she would compete with me and and try to you know uh, bring me tear me down or. I should feel a certain type of way, and I didn't understand that. And, um, you know, I played a role, and then I just removed myself as far as, like, not, you know, uh, entertaining that anymore. And um, I'm, I was the bad guy and the wrong guy after that, and I, and I just didn't understand that. That made no sense to me. And I was just calling right. to you, like, do you all understand that? Like, what's the, what's the psychological reason? Why would someone, you know, try to tear somebody down or, you know, hate somebody from removing themselves from uh, a situation that's, uh, I guess, um, abusive. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of women do not realize that, and this goes back to the first point, that women think that men don't have emotions or feelings. And if you don't think that men have feelings, then you don't think you can hurt them. Hmm. So, I mean, I definitely... Uh, have emotion and feelings, but I don't. I, I think I don't want to show it. I think I want to uh, remove that. As far as like, you like, don't. I, I, yeah, I, I guess it, what I'm saying is I don't necessarily want to do it, but when I'm in a situation, I try to, you know, uh, keep it at a, a level where it doesn't show or. And you're, you know, and you know what? That is actually natural. We have been, you know, people and the media have been telling men that they need to express their feelings more. That is not natural for most men to be going around whining and complaining and crying. That's just not how most men feel safe. And, right. and, and doing so will cause a man to sometimes feel too low to come out of. You know, this has to be understood. There is not a, you know, a necessary requirement that, Men have to go through crying and whining in order to feel better. That's feminine. You know, I'm not Mm. saying that you don't have to cry, but definitely whining 
is not <laughs> going to make a man feel better. Women need to stop, need to understand that, you know, sitting around trying to get deep into your man's feelings is not necessarily going to make him feel better. He needs to feel masculine. Absolutely. What, this and, is a misconception, I, right? We have a misconception that making a man act in a feminine way is going to make him feel better. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with crying. I'm not saying that at all. You know, having tears flow can be very um, fulfilling to several men. To, to you know, men cry with sports. It can having tears flow can be very uh, can relieve stress. But I am saying that a woman pushing a man to express himself like he's her can that's not gonna work. Can make him feel so low that he's not sure he can come back from it. Yeah, and this, so I, right. And this is what you're describing. Mm, so I just remove myself from that situation, and then I'm the bad guy. I'm not strong. I'm, I'm like everybody else. I, and you know what I mean? It just, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you know, oh, hey, what's up? All right, I'm out of here. You too, bro. Y'all going to let me go? Yeah, All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, peace. Hey, I was at work, guys. I was listening to the show. I'm leaving work right now and everything. Yeah, I was definitely tuned in, though, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for calling. All right. No doubt about it. Listen, I'm out of here. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, Nate. Peace. All right. Caller from the 111. I think you're calling in from Skype. Thanks for calling in Man Leads Radio. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes. Are you speaking to me, Mr. Solution? Uh, Kelly. Yeah. That's. This is Mr. Solution? Indeed it is, sir. Yeah, just a couple of observations. Uh, I, what the lady is saying is, is, is really neat because, um, but see, we keep reinforcing that men don't have feelings by, by just saying, well, women are emotional. Both men and women are emotional, but usually emotion doesn't get us anywhere, so we pretty much deny in, in, this, in this culture we deny males the uh, right to express their emotions, which really makes us human. Now, it's, it's not about crying or necessarily complaining, but just like I'm doing right now, I am expressing my emotions. Right. And uh, the real problem between men and women is that there's no effective communication. And by the way, masculinity and femininity are not axioms of reality or not axioms that's kind of redundant there uh, the thing is is that those are socially defined and you will find that they differ from culture to culture and they differ within a culture at one time it wasn't considered feminine i'm sorry is someone saying something no no oh okay i, I heard an eddy noise at one time it wasn't considered uh feminine for a woman to drive a car it wasn't considered feminine for a woman to work outside the home. So these things change, and what happens is, for most people, they're smoke screens, especially people who put themselves in the, in the position of a pedagogue or a teacher. They're smoke screens for really avoiding communication. Now, women can play, they in America, we are socially equal. We're socially and legally equal. 
Uh, we've gotten away from that attitude of, of, of distinct gender roles. We don't have that anymore. Now, what happens is men and women need to just agree on what they want to do. And I would just promote that women need to be more proactive in introductions and opening conversations so that there can be a mature and adult uh, exchange. Right. So how does this, you know, how can you give us examples from your own life, sir? Sure, examples of, like, I like women to, women who are interested in a relationship. I don't like to go around trying to read women's mind for women to step up and be polite. You know, hi, how are you? What do you think about the weather? And just give communication a chance. If you want me to impress you out of the blue, that's stupid. That's not adult. So what's going to have to happen is women are going to have to meet men halfway uh, and, and with this communication. And I agree with the lady that uh, w- men do like women. They want to relate to women, but it's, it's hard to relate to American women because they put up all these blockades, and then they are supported by a dysfunctional system that uh, either tacitly allows that or encourages it. So I just think we have to put more emphasis on communicating. Now, how do we do that? We've got to figure out how, because right now we're doing a piss-poor job of it. Yeah, you're exactly right. How do we do that is in the book called Man, Man Lead. Well, how do we do it? Well, what do you, well, see, a man doesn't lead a woman he doesn't know. When a man and a woman first meet, they're strangers. He's not her man. She's not his woman. You are woman. absolutely right. But they have to have a, a normal way of behaving as adult humans where both are proactive in getting the conversation started. See, what we're committing is what's known right. as an... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody, wait a minute. When you are driving a car, whether you're in California or Miami, and you change lanes, it's generally accepted that you must put on a turn signal. It's generally accepted that you can turn right on red unless there's a sign saying you can't do it. It's generally accepted that you stop at a four-way stop sign. In order for us to change relationships, we have to start acting like turning on turn signals and it being a generalization and stop saying, I totally disagree totally with we only can lead when we're in some kind of relationship. To me, that's some bullshit. I'm a man. Wherever I show up at, every urinal I go to, I stand up to piss. I don't go to China and sit down to piss. I'm a man and I'm a leader. 24 hours a day, whether I'm having sex with the woman or whether she's a bum on the street. Whether I, and, and every man needs to stop being pussy and scared of a woman and say, I'm the fucking leader right here. God damn it. And if you don't well, like now, it. Let me, let me make no, a no, comment no, 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 if no, I no, can to that. I don't know if that I'm, makes a lot I'm, of sense. I'm, I mean, I'm, it sounds uh, macho and everything, no, no, but that it, may or may not make a lot macho. of sense. It's, it's not macho, and it makes all the sense in the world because – Children are watching us. This show is not for the 50-plus crowd and what you've done 30 years ago. This is for those select few who want to make changes now who are being watched by children who are going to duplicate 
what they see. They may not do Okay, let me ask you a question then when you finish, because I have a question. When I finish, you can answer. You can ask me anything you want when I finish, and I'm going to be finished shortly. When I am that type of example of a leader in every situation that I am in, there may be a young boy who may see me and say, I am not going to be this kind of leader in every relationship that I show up in, in a general relationship, but in my closest relationship, I'm going to be the leader where it is the most necessary. And we as men and women are not sophisticated scientifically or spiritually enough to know when that one person is looking that you are making a difference in their lives. I say that from experience because I have people come to me every day and say, yo, you don't, you don't know me. I've been listening to your show for over two years or three years, and something you said X, Y, Z back on this date on this show changed my life. And I didn't know they were listening. And everyone should start taking on, especially men, should start acting like you're a Michael Bazden or a Obama, and everybody's hanging on your every word. And I call that technique act as if. When you come into a woman's life, I'm, t- I'm talking to you right now and every man listening, every woman that you come in contact with, for the temporary amount of time that you are there, it will not kill you to act as if you are the leader and her protector in that instant, just like it won't kill a woman to serve a man his plate first as a form of respect, which will be interpreted as love, which will increase his testosterone level, which will make the family system start to heal. That's how we start. Now, what is your question? Well, uh, number one, I, I don't know if you know that men die about 10 years earlier than women due to stress, and I don't know if you care about that. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But how do men and women improve the communication when right now there are more single people than married people? So there is a real communication problem. So what would be your intelligent methodology, step-by-step methodology, for men and women improving their communication skills and meeting each other in order to communicate? To start being honest and stop lying about what, artificial needs they really don't need. When women stop lying about artificial needs that they don't need, and when men stop lying about their feelings and start being totally honest to women and stop being afraid that she's going to stop giving them pussy, then that is exactly the first two steps. Everything will start to generate immediately, including what I am fully aware of, of why men are dying 10 years younger is because men are eating the wrong foods and is going into stress and they keep and die from heart failure. Heart failure in men is because he's holding all that pain in his heart. And if he becomes honest, it's just like when you get too drunk, your body normally wants to vomit. So men need to start having some confessions and coming to Jesus moments with themselves and their women, and their women will say, oh, shit, he's a leader. What else do you need for me to um, help you clean your act up so you can be more present with me? And if you try it first, because I'm not giving this as a hypothetical situation, 
I know that this works because I do it, I coach it, and I have 100% accuracy. You may have never heard of it, but don't knock it till you try it. So come back next Wednesday and tell me what six days of doing this technique does for you, and then I'll be ready to say, let me give you step three. But I don't give people step five, six, seven, and eight if they haven't completed the first stage yet. It's just like going to work at Microsoft, and then you want to be the CEO the first day. There's steps in this. There's levels in this. And it's given to you on a need-to-know basis. That's why Ro is here. Have you got the book? Have you read it yet? Have you got a session with her? Have you done anything outside of just listening to the show? We're introducing it to you, but we're not here to say we're going to just solve everything on the show. We're putting the tools out there. That's why we're having the show. This show isn't free. It's, and, and, and we're investing in every person that's listening and asking them to do something. Do, take one thing that we said and do it. And don't worry about the other uh, 300 million people in the United States. Make the change in yourself first. And that's what we're asking for people to do. That's the first step. Do All you right. have another question? Well, if, if, if you're talking to me, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but uh, I, I think that um, there has to be more openness to what men have to say, and there usually isn't, either by men or women. So men are pretty much just relegated to being quiet because every time they speak up, they get all this criticism and ostracism and this kind of, this kind of crap. Right. But uh, very few people are open to hear what the average man has to say, and that's a problem. And it's a man a, is just as important as a it's woman. It's a huge problem. It's a very huge problem, and this is exactly why I wrote a book. It's exactly why I wrote the book. Men need a voice in this very specific way. And starting it, me being the person starting it, does not mean that a woman is necessarily speaking for a man. My book is based on research that I did with men, interviews of men. My book is not me telling men how to be men. This book is from other men. And there's, we don't have to constantly say what we don't have. It's here. It's right here. You know, I did not spend two years of my life um, in order to produce this thing for everyone to say that it doesn't exist. It's right here. How do you deal with the combative woman, I mean combative women? Uh, a lot of women in America, because of their freedom, they're very combative. So anything a man says, they have to lead over it, and, and, and they're never open. So how, how do you address that particular issue in modern-day society? I love this question. Me, personally, you know, I have had a lot of attacks from women, especially um, after the book, but surprisingly not as much as most people think. And I generally let women know that they are behaving in a masculine way. This, that arguing comes from a need to protect. And when a woman is arguing without trying to find a healthy solution, that is masculine and unproductive. This generally stops all women in their tracks because no woman wants to be um, told that she is behaving as a man. 
And and if you want to, and there's different levels. See, there's different combativeness, like the woman in the street combativeness. And then, like she said, um, Caucasian women normally say, like, cruel things with a nice tone. So you have to check the pulse of the woman who's combative. So if she's very, very combative, I can look at her on and, and say, you know what? Uh, I'm totally unattracted to you acting in your masculine tone right now. And I don't want to have anything to do with you. And then if she and if she just says, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. You're saying I don't have sex with men, and that's how you're acting right now. Just be plain exactly and simple. Right. Just exactly be plain right. and just just be plain and simple, and don't listen. Listen, hold hold on, Ro. It's gonna keep going back to my point. I deal with combative women in a manner that I'm not afraid that I'm not gonna get any pussy. When you are afraid of a combative woman, you are afraid that she's not going to give you some pussy. Your pussy is not running me. See, a healthy man, this is for the ladies. Ladies, this is why ladies test men. Some women are combative, like, just to test a man to see what is he there for. See, I'm not there for just the pussy. So you can't, you, uh, you can't make me or break me with the pussy. That's what is called a square. So an average man is a square. Stop being average. Don't be average. That's how I deal with a combative woman. I don't be average. I don't know what a combative woman looks like outside of Facebook. I haven't seen one in about four years. Honestly, I, I, I really haven't. As soon as my presence comes in, and this is the thing, men aren't trying the dynamic. They're being top heavy. They want to do all of this in their head and not go out and physically put it in the streets. Use it on your mama. I'm the leader. I told my mama to stop touching the door in my presence. I only had to tell her one time. This is a woman that gave me gave birth to me. I started at the toughest place. She's a tough Scorpio from South Carolina who was um, cropping tobacco and pulling cotton. And I'm her first child, and I told her what to do, and she respected it. And after that, she stood by the door and waited for me to come and open the door. And I said, if I can tell my mother that and stand up to her and she respect it, I treated every woman like my mother from that point on. See, I don't lead with my dick. Most women are combative because you're trying to fuck them. Stop trying to fuck everybody. Stop even leading with that energy and say, look, I'm the leader whether I get some pussy or not. That's when you a baller. That's when a combative woman will start to become coolish and start talking soft. She'll be amazed at herself how soft she gets immediately because it's in her nature. That's what Ro talks about in her book, identifying with a woman's instinctual nature. Don't Her being combative is not her instinctual nature. Only deal with the instinctual nature of a woman. Fuck all the things that she does outside of that. Just deal with her instinctually. Listen to Ro. Get the book. She's a woman. Listen, there's a lot of women upset with Ro because she's like snitching. She's telling every little secret. She's telling everything. Just trust Ro. That's what I do. I trust her. I, was, I already had it. Just trust what she's saying and put it in the application. Get you about 10 copies of the book. Sell them for $50 a piece because call them classics or say it's limited edition. 
and then you'll, you know, you'll be up on game. That's how you deal with a combative woman. You have to come at it from an intellectual standpoint of a higher energy from the neck up instead of the waist down. I approach women from the neck up, not the waist down. And then women start, start to want to get undressed. They want to do things sexually to me. They want to do freaky things to me. And I have to be like, nah, not right now. Not right now. But just keep that feminine energy, though. I do respect it, but I'm going out. And that's a testosterone booster for me. When she pulling her panties off, talking about take these with you as a reminder. That's what being the leader does. Those are the benefits. You see what I'm saying? And she benefits because she then says, let me, I've identified that energy. I want more of that. And you guys will start talking like Coach Kair and getting the results I get after you read the book. I'm trying to put you up on game. Stop asking so many questions. Get the book and go out there and try it. Do you have another question? And by the way, I love your questions now. This is definitely not anything personal because you represent a million, no, my fault, you represent at least 40 or 50 million men who are missing the show tonight who didn't even have the balls to ask that question. So I really, really appreciate you for even coming on asking that question. Hold on, Ro, you know I got to give them the big up. <laughs> it's awesome, baby! Because he came on and said his name is Mr. Solutions. So I have to give him a solution to take with him. That's right. So he can come on next week and he's going to tell me one of two things. Coach Kyer, you full of shit. What you told me didn't work. Or he's going to come on and say, I tried it and I got success. Those are the only two things he can come back and tell me. So, Mr. Solution, I appreciate you, my brother. But iron sharpened iron. That's why I addressed that in the way I did. Roe doesn't talk like this. Never. She's, oh, Kyrie. She doesn't talk like this. But that's me. And that's how men have to sharpen that other iron so we can make sure we start getting results. So I hope that was helpful for you. Do you uh, and, and Ro, did you want to add anything to that, sweetheart? Yes. I would like to say that I like the nice word. <laughs> you say what? You know, I'm still feminine row over here. I like the nice words. I, all that other stuff is not is not helping my femininity. I I I feel you. I feel you, sweetheart. But remember, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. As as we had, men are not graceful 100 percent of the time. Okay, but I need my femininity protected too on this show. Oh, it's totally protected. You 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 are in good shape. But when men do what men do. Sometimes you have to leave the room and then come back when everything is safe. So you you aren't you aren't at, you aren't at at, at any risk uh, because two men bumping chest and exchanging testosterone. This is a this is an effect of what goes on. You're go, you're going to see that your book is the catalyst for these type of behaviors happening. So you're the catalyst. Did Did you notice how nicely I said that? Did you notice how what? Did you notice how nicely I said that? Yes. So so so, so, so sweetly. It, it was so respectful, right? And and did everybody notice how I got back into graceful mode and all the profanity left out and I thought it sounded so intelligent again? <laughs> did everybody notice how she just cooled me back in and just rubbed me the right way and I just I said, Yes, honey. I, I and, and yeah, she's getting yeah. what 
she's getting what she wants. See, we're 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 perfect we're perfect dynamic, but she knows also that if she's being threatened, she knows I'm going to kill something. <laughs> and she's not going to say, "Kaya, don't be so masculine." When I'm standing up for her honor, she won't do that. She'll say, "Oh, he was making sure that my shirt didn't get dirty or my shoes didn't get smudged up." <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Yes. That doesn't mean now, ladies. That doesn't mean go 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 get in a fight with a man so you can go get your brother to beat him up. Now, don't don't be abusive of this power. Now, Rose not gonna go get in a fight and say, "Oh, you did that to me." Kyrie's a martial artist. He's gonna come beat you up. I'm gonna be like, "Come on now, Rose. He's six foot ten and he's got three guns. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't pick fights. Don't pick fights. So it's it has to be organic. So." Yes. So, Mr. Solution, are you still there? Yes, I am, Coach. And, Coach, you know, while I appreciate what you say, I hope you don't presume that you're just out in a class all by yourself and that there aren't other men that are equal and maybe a little bit higher than you. So I am a very accomplished man and, and always will be. And, but I know there's a prevailing problem. I know how to solve all of these problems for myself. And um, so, but I'm just saying there's a total uh, communication breakdown between men and women. Now, the other thing is that the courts, uh, you can be all this leader, but if your woman just calls the police, uh, you can be in great peril. And so I don't know if you deal, someone brought this up earlier, I don't know if you deal with all the parameters uh, because it's not just ever the man and the woman. It's, 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 uh, it's society. It's the other things that she deals with. And if you get a divorce, and I don't know if you've ever been in court. I'm real close to the court system. Uh, men get really uh, reamed in the court system. Uh, child support, custody, alimony, all of these mm-hmm. kinds of so I just think, you know, there needs to be a little bit more comprehensive um, discussion of this as to how men and women can collaborate, collaborate how they can work together. I and agree. I don't I know if all this leadership thing, I think both men and women I, lead in a relationship. Uh, sir, they have to be sir. mutually agreeable, and sir. if you you can't lead anyone that who's not that that's not willing to lead. I don't okay. know what you would sir, call that. Sir, sir. men yes. should not be putting up with women who don't want to be led. Period. Okay, and then this, we're we're in agreement. This, so what has everything starts with leadership. So a, every woman, despite what she says, needs leadership and searches for leadership. Women search for leadership in Oprah. Women search for leadership in Steve Harvey. Women search for leadership in their sons and their pastors. This is a feminine trait. Women do not even buy dresses without consulting other women. Okay, do you have an issue with... I'm sorry. There's going to be a leader, and when it comes to courts, one of the best ways to avoid, is to avoid going in that direction. And this can clearly be done by making sure that you are first with a woman who accepts you as a leader. Because if a man is not his woman's leader, then the court system is the leader and the police are leaders. 
and these are the ramifications of not being your woman's leader in the first place. So there cannot be a compromise. You cannot pair yourself off with a woman who doesn't want to be led. She needs to be alone until she figures it out. Okay, I'll agree with that. (laughs) I certainly agree with that. (laughs) That's the solution right there. Yeah, because it's all about peace. It's 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 all about having peace. And I don't think, although some people are in very toxic relationships, they're fighting and and devouring each other, as it were. I, I think now I, I I haven't heard you speak on communication and how important is that? Do you have a problem with the modern day twenty first century woman approaching a man and initiating conversation? She's a professional you know, and this sort of thing. She's an adult. Uh, how do you come down on that particular uh, issue? Oh, yes. I think I'm, and I venture off to say I know that men need to stay away from women who pursue them too aggressively. That's masculine. It's just going to lead you to a woman who doesn't want to be led. You know, there, women are not supposed to be going around Pursuing men, graceful women attract men. Period. Now, 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 can I respond to that? Of course, you can. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if we're using the same term here. Now, you're using the term the term pursue, uh, although I do think there should be mutual pursuit and mutual interest. But a woman walking up to a man to say hi and open a conversation. Uh, that's what I'm asking. I, I'm not talking about pursuing, and I'm not defining that as pursuing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not a... Um, there's no question that men need to feel wanted. That's not what I'm referring to. So maybe we're not referring to the same thing. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could still hear me, there was a loud noise in the background. How can a woman who's meeting a man for the first time, and I'm sure you understand how important it is for them to communicate, how can she, to use your words, show him, make him feel wanted? How, how, can, how can she do that publicly? How can she do what publicly? How can she make him feel wanted? I'm trying to get down to the organic level of of the beginning of the conversation. How can she make him feel wanted without uh, aggressively pursuing? Is that the question? Yeah, and I wouldn't use the word aggressive. I would use the word assertive. Okay. To me, assertive is still aggressive, but still. You know, it does not make any sense for a woman to use anything but her femininity when it comes to a man. Men, heterosexual men, want to be in relationships with women, and men still feel that when women act in masculine ways that that is masculine energy. It doesn't matter what you wear or what you look like. Well, how can she direct that femininity, I guess, is what I'm asking, because I'm not clear on on, on how they make a connection. And that's what I'm really asking you. How you do know, men and women who want to be connected to each other, 
how do they make a connection the first time they, they, they are in each other's presence? If women are listening to me right now, I, you know, I hope to be able to get this point across clearly. Yes. Women do not need to put on their masculine face when they're meeting a man the first time. Specifically, I would say that she needs to let him pull out her seat. She needs to not grab a seat and sit next to him. She needs to let him buy her a drink or an appetizer if they're in a, you know, a social setting like this. She needs to let him open the door. She needs to let him initiate conversation. She needs to touch his arm or his back. That's feminine nurturing. She needs to demonstrate her femininity. She needs to push the glass towards him when the waiter brings it to the table. These are what are, are the things that women need to be doing, but women feel too vulnerable to do these things, so they decide to do masculine things. And women consciously do this. Women tell me all the time that they know that they're doing these things, but they don't want to pull out all of the stops for men because they think that men are going to take advantage of them. So back to the first point. Once women get past the idea that most men are trying to take advantage of them and understand that even sexually within the right situation, that is still a man trying to please you, whether you accept that sex or not. Men are trying to please women in all types of forms. And when we can get this drilled into women's heads, then a lot of this is, this is what I do, and it works very well. Women let their guard down and go, oh, well, in that case, I'll put his napkin on his lap if that's going to make him feel good. If I'm not going to be harmed or if I'm not going to feel like crap at the end of it, I will um, straighten up his silverware if that's going to make him feel good. These little things make men feel fantastic, and every man agrees with this. There's not one man who goes, hey, I don't need that, who is masculine. Men love these things, but women have to feel comfortable doing those, and you can do this at the point of meeting a man. It doesn't need to be that you have to wait to earn his trust or wait to show him respect because, once again, in order for a man to even feel any love from a woman, she has to respect him up front. You have to get this idea out of our heads that respect has to be earned by men. If you want to have a man attracted to you emotionally and not just physically, you have to show respect up front, and it requires letting your guard down and nurturing him. If you like a guy, you don't go up to him and buy him a drink. You nurture him. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Did I answer that question the way that you needed to be answered? Yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Mr. Solution, have you gotten any solutions tonight? Have we added some champagne to your campaign? Well, I, I think what the lady just did is she certainly expressed some proactivity on, on the on, part of hold women on, hold as opposed to... Hold on one just, second. Hold on one second. Her name is Ro. Please don't keep referring to her as the lady. Her name is Ro Cutno. So you can call her Ro 
or you can call her Ro Cutno, but please don't keep referring to her as the lady. Okay. Okay, I didn't hear her name. Okay, Ro, Ro. Yeah, she she gave. See, this is the thing. Solutions have to have doable behavioral things. And what she just said is, I don't know if. Well, she she did give some proactive examples. And I do think men and women who are interested in each other or interested in having a relationship with each other, there has to be things. Uh, there have to be things rather that they do. Uh, proactively, and uh, I, I think once we get talking, get to talking, uh, we can carve out what we call um, uh, compatible areas or areas of, of, of common ground. So, yeah, that's fine. All right, I'll just hang on. I'm doing a little bit of other stuff, but I, I'll listen to you guys. Sounds good. I Thank appreciate you. you for calling in tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's awesome, baby! What a world premiere. Caller from the 703-926. Thanks for calling in to Man Leads Radio. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello? Wow, a female finally finally came in. Yay! Yes. There has been... There has been entirely, uh, I won't say too much, but I've been overwhelmed with testosterone this evening. I will say that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Can I get your I'm name? Sorry, this is, yes, this is India. I'm calling from Alexandria, Virginia. Thank you, India, for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Um, and I just wanted to first uh, congratulate Ro on all her success. Um, I bought the book uh, I guess it was like three weeks ago now. Maybe no, it probably was about two maybe maybe a month and a half. I'm exaggerating. It was a while ago, but I read it so fast that I kind of absorbed the information and just started practicing it immediately. Um so, you know, I guess I'm calling in to say, you know, great book, great read and very identifiable areas with regard to black women and what problems they have. Um, But I will say that they are problems because um, a lot of black women grew up without a father figure. You know, a lot of black women were not blessed to have those uh, male and female, masculine and feminine figures in their lives to see what it is supposed to look like. And furthermore, a lot of black women are psychologically damaged. They need counseling. They need a lot of uh, reassurance. Um, it goes deeper than just fixing it. It goes deeper than that. It goes, it, it, it goes to the mind, to what the damage has been done as a result of a father figure not being there and seeing the mother having to play not only the masculine role but the feminine role as well. And it's, it's, a, it's a generational curse that has started from some people's great-grandmothers leading on down to the mothers of today that are now in their 50s that are now teaching their daughters who are now in their, you know, 20s or 30s, who are now teaching their daughters the same um, thing. And, and it's, it's very deeply psychologically rooted. That is, and, and my question is, 
how do you penetrate that psychological realm and, and not just what is on the outside and, you know, just here is a book, now read it and apply it. Some people, first you have to break down that psychological barrier, those psychological damages in order to get to that vulnerable point of even understanding what it is on how to treat a man, on how to have a relationship, on how mm-hmm. to be feminine, on how to not want to feel like you need to survive on your own so much because you saw your parents do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've been a person who has been subjected to a lot of um, horrible things growing up in my life, and as a result, it took a lot of reconditioning over the years to get to where I am right now because I was one of those very independent women, and it seems almost impossible today to even talk to a black woman about how to break that cycle down because they are so far up on this pedestal of I'm successful, I'm independent, this is me, and it's it's almost it's just it's damaging quite frankly it's there they are damaged and how do you penetrate that psychological realm is my question um well you have the book and like i say in the book you know i try to explain that this is something that has been fed to us mostly through the media and mm-hmm. and what you're saying about this coming from your parents and your grandparents is so much the truth most people, you know, enjoy um, arguing all day long about, well, my parents did it this way and my grandparents did it that way. Those examples are not great either. You know, what you said so much the truth. You, this has been, there has been a serious campaign purposely to have us not connected to each other. And, right. you know, we need to understand that we are products of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the main things that I do in order to have it undone is make sure that women understand that, you know, this is not your fault. You are a product of... Um, you know, the way that you behave. And when I mm-hmm. break it down for, them to, for everyone to understand that you're supposed to act this way because that's part of the system, it's not personal right. anymore. It's not personal. You can, you totally, if you have the ability to wake up every day, you have the ability to move past it. Um, but I... You know, I cannot express enough how, and you know, you feel free to tell to express how it has. If you have been able to get past, you know, it it took a lot of uh, mistakes and trial and error, and honestly, it took a lot of breaking down of myself to rebuild myself back up. Um, by the time, I mean, your book only reassured and refreshed. Uh, my journey moving forward, and I was already at a level of understanding of the issues. But there are so many women that are out there that don't even really understand these are these are actual issues. You know, feeling like you need to be independent, independent of a man is an issue. Feeling like you know, you know, you don't need a man is an issue. 
they don't realize that these are actual issues because they have been psychologically damaged through watching their parents, maybe a man divorced their, you know, mother and left and caused, you know, the mother to be independent, maybe because, you know, he left because he didn't feel like he was the leader, whatever the case may be, he's now gone, and it's just the woman now trying to raise women and men. And that just has been, that has been just um, a cancer to the black community, really. Right. And I, you know, I see, you know, and I'm right now I'm getting ready. I'm due to have a baby here in October. I'm having a son. Um, And the one thing that I want my son to see is a very, very dominant masculine man and a very, very feminine woman. So the next question I have is we are now in a society where, you know, men and women are either on equal playing fields financially, uh, equal playing fields, you know, as far as cooking and cleaning is concerned, especially in, in Western civilization, especially. I'm not speaking for India and, um, you know, China and these some of these places where women are at home, but some of these places in, in more metropolitan areas, both women and men are working hard. They come home and... It might be the husband's turn to cook, and then it might be the wife's turn to cook. So how do you get back to those roles of, well, you know, because women might just want to be that feminine woman and stay home, but how do you mm-hmm. get to that point if if the, there are economical barriers that it just okay. seem to be impossible? The first thing is this, and I ask women to just be very honest with themselves. How much money are you spending working how much money are you spending working? Women spend so much money working. You mean and just with, like, the travel and... The traveling, the extra car, mm-hmm. the gas, the outfits, the fact that we want several outfits, the hair, the nails, the makeup. The all of which promote paperwork. our femininity, all of which promote, which go right. back to us wanting to feel feminine. Right. Exactly. You got that right. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good point. The child care, the before care and after care if your school your mm-hmm. child is school aged. The list mm-hmm. goes on and on and on. And women find themselves spending their entire paycheck or almost all of it on the fact that they even have a job. So that's the first it's, question. It's true. And and I did a I'm doing an experiment now on my finances because I'm having a child and I'm saving more. And it's really easy to save when you're not shopping. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to save money when you're not shopping. But the sad part is shopping is just a part of a, a feminine woman anyway, her nature to want to look pretty and want to look good for their, you know, for her mate. I mean, Right. And at work. It's, that's a really hard battle. I mean, and I don't even shop for work, to be honest. I'm like one of the women who shops for the weekend just so that I can look good for my fiancé. I really am. But, I mean, it is something that is that is crippling. And when you think about all the expenses of work, too, if you take all of those away, you're right. Maybe it wouldn't it wouldn't be so bad because we, all, we do spend a lot on traveling and gas mm-hmm. and, you know, all of those things. So, you know, that's a good point that you made. You know. I'm just and curious about it. Yeah, I owned a school, remember? I owned a school for eight years. 
And I mm-hmm. know how much the parents made because I own the school. And I know how much they spent um, based on, I can I could pretty much guess how much they spent. The mothers were spending the same, if not more, money to have a job. Mm-hmm. One of my good girlfriends has actually told me, you know, I'm not getting a job because it's cheaper to stay home and watch the kids. And, you know, their their marriage works out beautifully, for, you know, as a result of those two roles being, you know, played up to the most, to the utmost. But, you know, that's very few far in between nowadays. I, that was, that's been the first woman I've seen in a long time that has happened to uh, work within those roles within American culture, and that goes for white, black, Chinese, you know, anybody in American culture nowadays, everyone in the household is working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we cannot expect, we can't just go around and expect that our children are going to be properly nurtured by just feeding them, putting them to bed, and starting all over again. Like, we can't expect that. So something has to give. But the reality still stands that a woman's job usually costs as much as what she, as she makes. As much as she makes. And I've never actually sat down and really done the calculations, and I'm going to do that just just to see what I'm working with, to see how much money is being lost just in travel alone, getting to uh-huh. work and, you know, you know expenses and like lunch and stuff like that. I'm just going to exactly. check and see. Lunch and everything. <laughs> We are unconscious consumers a lot of the time. And when you mm-hmm. look at white families, that's the main reason why women stay home. It just doesn't make financial sense. But when you're an unconscious consumer, you're just spending and making and spending and making, you know, you can go like that for two decades not realizing that you are just breaking even. Right, right. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a great point, you know. But I just, you know, I do want to – be a better service to some because not every black woman woman in in my area or in my community they're going to look at this stuff and really address these issues mm-hmm. because they're just so scarred that they will not even start to even think about it and I think that's why there are so many women like the way Coach said they were like attacking him on this online chat room because they are so deeply rooted in these thoughts. It's like, how do you even begin to start to break them down? And right. I, I speak for my girlfriends and, you know, their girlfriends. I have a grandmother who, you know, she was with her husband for 30 years, but she said when he died it was okay with her and she she didn't matter. She was with another man for the rest of her life. And she's been alone for like 10 years and just so happy that she's without a man, you know. So I, you know, and... These are traditions that she's now passed down to her kids who, you know, thankfully me and my sis, me and my older sister, we haven't we haven't practiced these same traditions. She's a stay-at-home right. mother. I'm working but now I'm pregnant and I'm thinking, well, maybe I should stay at home, you know, because I'm trying to think about things in the grand scheme of things and starting a great legacy as opposed to something of the past. Right. Exactly. So, just just my thoughts on just, you know, I really do hope that your book and your words uh, penetrate the black community because going back to this whole discussion of who gets served first, 
um, I had actually tagged you in a post because there were I wanted you to see so many women who were saying they're kids. And um, my first instinct, and I'm not sure whether this was, I think it was because of my mother. She played both masculine and feminine roles, and her first thing was to feed us. And so mm-hmm. now that I've grown older, my first instinct is to feed others. And for, in particularly, I've grown very accustomed to feeding my man first. Right. So my first thought was feed my man first. And when I have my child, I think I'm still going to have a first instinct to feed the person I consider the leader of the house first because mm-hmm. that is what my mother kind of taught me from a masculine and feminine standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so it did, it, she didn't, from her feeding us first, it didn't show me that I should feed my kids first. It showed me that after you finish cooking, you serve others first. And I just took it into my own hands because I don't, I never, I'm 28 and I haven't had any kids to just feed others first, which is usually my man because that's who I cook for. And so I was kind of shocked to see so many black women saying their kids, their kids, their kids. But then I thought about it again. I thought most of these black women are single parents. Their, their, their person who they conceive with has left them for whatever reason or they've told them to get out or maybe they weren't treating their man correctly right. and they're well, now gone for whatever the reason may be. They're gone. I, so I that's their instinct. Right. A lot of these women that, are, that were speaking on there have expressed that they feel that a man is, can leave at any time, so, you know, we have to feed the children first. But the man not only can leave at any time, he will leave mm-hmm. right. once overly disrespected. So this right. is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. He will leave. He has to leave. He needs to feel and respected. They were if almost convinced that it was all about, about their kids. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, I don't care. My kids eat first. And it, and like Coach said, it was almost like they were thinking their kids were going to starve or something. And I'm thinking. They don't think their kids were going to starve. They're, they're has, angry. Yeah, they're, it's, it's, you're right. They're, they don't even believe, really believe that. It's the they anger that is just within starve. them. Yeah. But here's what you need. Here's what we need for our kids. A man in the house. Absolutely. Absolutely. A healthy, masculine loving man in the house. Nobody said boy. Nobody said abuser. Nobody said a disrespectful, selfish man. Nobody said that. Man, a healthy, loving man in the house is what the kids need, and they need to see it all day, every day, that the woman chooses the man. They don't and need to And that goes back to the, the psychological realm, though, because it's some men are damaged as well. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.